welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Or Pole Man, or... Pole Man. One of the other... Pole Boy. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't reached the level of man oh. yet. He's still a oh. Pole Boy. Piss Boy. Piss Boy. <laughs> hey, that reminds me, I was, uh, I was talking... What, it's good to be the king? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we <laughs> no, but uh, Richard's not a man yet. Um, reminds me of a. She thinks. Well, he has no hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Have you been what, checking? What, you, what are you? Wait, wait. What are you talking about? He's got no hair. I hope, you, I hope the, you're talking about the, his head. The, exactly what I'm. Well, that could be used <laughs> two different ways. But yes, his, his, his cranium. How's that? His cranium. Jeez. There you go. <laughs> no, there's no. Which is not in command, by the way. (laughs) There's no confusion there. (laughs) Uh, What I was going to say was that uh, I was talking to the the Navy pilot guy that's been giving me interviews. He finally finished his flight training, and now he's uh, gone on to his uh, his training squadron for the particular aircraft he's in. And he told me a story about these guys uh, on a cross-country uh, training flight. And when you check in air traffic control in a military aircraft, you identify yourself as whatever branch, Navy, helicopter, 143, whatever, you know, check it in for whatever. And, and I guess there was a, a there was other military aircraft in the area, and a, and a Army helicopter checks in to air traffic control and says what he has to say, and at the end says, you know, go Army, beat Navy, right? And then a couple minutes later, an Air Force guy checks in and says, I don't remember what he said about, you know, he gave the either the the, um, the Air Force motto at the end of his his blurb or he said, you know, Air Force beats all you guys. Something stupid, right? Like along those lines to thinking he was joining in on the fun. And the Navy guy comes back and says, quiet Air Force, men are talking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was funny. <laughs> Richard laughs, but he has no understanding of. The, uh, he has a frame of reference about air traffic control. I know yeah. that. that that part, yeah, the camaraderie and friendly jabs at amongst the services. Just you know, for a civilian, it's, it's he has to him. be there from the outside and kind of chuckle, ha ha, the courtesy chuckle. Exactly, which he usually gets a few minutes late, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to uh, continue hey. to. Nights. I've already yeah. had one of those weeks. It's- Did you post the last fracking show, by the way? No, I haven't yet. But by the time they listen to this one, it'll bit up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you, you know, we haven't had any feedback Dude, yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. You might call it the fracking show if you haven't already uh, named no, it. No, I have a name for it. Well, let's, let's okay. give everybody a it's, reference on how long no, it takes shows to get going. It's gonna, Do you know what today is? Today is Tuesday, June 9th. 2009. Which is Donald Duck's 75th oh, birthday. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Oh, yawn, yawn. Yeah, who cares hey. anymore, right? Hey, I do know what's coming up this Thursday, I believe it is. Anybody got a fracking clue what that is? Thursday as in the day after tomorrow or a week from the day after tomorrow? Uh, as in the day after tomorrow, let me The 11th check. of June. We got the big old friggin' press event going on at Disneyland. And what oh, is that press event for? For, for New Fantasmic? For everything. For yeah, it's, everything? It's, it's for the new fireworks show. It's for Fantasmic. It's for elect, the electrical parade. Oh. Well, that is not 
See, is that, it, is, that, can, is that not the answer you were looking for? That is not the answer I was looking for. That is correct. All right. What, what was the answer you were looking that for? That was incorrect. No, no, no. You well, you were correct about that <laughs> blase little event that was going on, but June fourteenth, Flag Day, which is Sunday, is um, an important day in Disney history. June fourteenth, that Disney pretty much is overlooking, but a small group of us are going to celebrate regardless. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's a it's a big number. This this isn't going to be a George H W uh, September seventh, the date to which we'll live in infamy, is it? Okay, no. June fourteenth. Okay. Big number, you say? Meaning like it's a a big anniversary, big number anniversary? Yes. Okay. What is All this big right. anniversary? Let me see. Oh, if it's a big number, so it has to. Do, it'll probably have to do with a studio event or a motion picture event. Let me give you okay. I'll give you a clue, and if you if you don't get this, but we talked about it as a Mousebusters, fuck, and it involved a high-ranking official. Oh, um, Nixon. Yes, but but it's not about Nixon. (laughs) Oh crap! Okay, it's the monorail going online. It's the 50th anniversary of the Disneyland Allweg monorail. Okay. Wow, that's very cool. That's very so good. So the monorail society is getting together? That is correct. And you know, the funny thing about this, this comes out, uh, well, this, you know, I saw it a few days ago that uh, we're getting together to do this. But today we get a notice that um, Dingy Reed, uh, that Senator uh, Dingy Reed, not. Harry Reid. Um, Wait, okay. Rush, Rush likes to call him Dingy Reid. Um, Instead of like Harry Reid? Like, yeah, like Dirty Harry, but, you know, he doesn't want to be kind of also <laughs> Dingy <laughs> Harry. Okay. Um, dingy Harry, for a long time, has been a supporter of high-speed rail systems. But he just announced that he's no longer in favor of the maglev train from Anaheim to Las Vegas. So he's now supporting a high-speed metal rail train, which there's nothing wrong with those. There's some pretty nice uh, high-speed metal ray, uh, rail uh, trains around the world. But this one would go from... Um, here, I was looking at the... Um, the it's, oh, it goes from Victorville to Las Vegas. So you still would have to drive to Victorville. Well, you got to get up the hill, right? Uh, that is, you know... An interesting ops, uh, obstacle to trains, uh, though they can go hills. You know, a friend of mine took the Amtrak up north. <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid. Gets on in L.A. or Santa Ana or somewhere. They go, I don't, I don't know, like to Ranch Cucamonga. They get off, get on a bus, go up the hill, and pick up a train somewhere like out in, you know, in the higher elevation. It just seems yeah, yeah. really um, a lot of uh, the only thing that goes up the hill train wise, at least uh, you know, up to Victorville is freight. Freight, and yeah, it's the very train goes. and it's very very slow. Well, sure it is, but I mean, yeah, look at the way it's done. I was watching. There were some interesting shows on History Channel this week about you know I spend a lot of time catching up on those kind of things right now um, about rail and uh, you know where rail had its low points, where it came back up, the the trains that got people excited again. 
and then some of the, the high speed stuff, how they, they're trying to, this is what I think is really stupid. Instead of just building new high speed rails, they try to retrofit existing rails in the Eastern corridor. Yeah. Uh, one one in Pennsylvania, and they talked about how you know when Amtrak came in, and it was it was interesting, but yet seems really short sighted at some points because they're they're looking like even dingy Harry here. He's he's uh, wanting to spend only three to five billion versus the estimated thirty two billion, or actually I'm sorry, twelve billion to build the maglev, but somebody has told him it could cost more like forty billion, so he's thinking the three to five billion. Uh, 183 mile uh, metal rail system would be better than the 12 billion maglev system. Um, so it makes anyway. you wonder why they even bother. <sighs> yeah, you know, just you know, it's like you got to make the commitment. Like when California built all the you know the uh, the highways here and the the waterways and everything, they just they said, hey, we just need this, right? This this is for the good of the state, and they just did it. You know, now we go to you know. You know, I complain about politicians sometimes just doing whatever, but they're short-sighted. You know, it's it's instead of looking at tomorrow's technology, they're looking at today's technology. Let's just put one of these in. Well, it's going to be outdated. You know, could be the time they get it in, and then they'll probably you know cluster brat. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you know, and we've been studying maglev for like thirty years. Kind of, you know, the government got out of maglev funding years ago. And it's been taken off in Germany and Japan in the last 10, 15 years. In fact, one system, TransRapid, just reopened. They'd had a, they had an accident a couple of years ago, and they, the test site was shut down. Now it's back open. And supposedly their costs are coming down, so it might open up some new, uh, some new buyers for, for Maglev. Who knows? We'll see. should be interesting to see what, what you know, comes about. But uh, that's not what the show's about no, tonight. I was going to no. say, there's a quick, a, a quick excerpt of uh, political gestures there for well, you. Well, every, everything you need to know about uh, Maglev and monorails at the monorailsociety.org. <coughs> Bless fun, you. Fun, fun. <coughs> there's a Yahoo group also for but Well, I, I, will, I will give you and your compatriots a word of warning. Uh, Sunday also, uh, Disneyland is holding its duathlon. That morning, a what? A duathlon. What are the two events? Running and bicycling. Okay. Uh, it's a mile and a half run that starts on Main Street, that goes over to the Pumbaa lot, where they get on their bicycles and they do a ten mile ride through downtown Anaheim. No, that has nowhere close to, mon- to the monorail beam, so that's all good yeah. news. Well, but it, but they do encircle the resort going through all this. So a lot of roads are closed getting to and from Disneyland that morning. And then as they finish their bike ride back at Pumbaa again, they do another run through, I think it's a two, two-and-a-half-mile run through DCA and then finish up at Pumbaa again. You know, so I hate to just, say this because they're, they're for a good cause, but I think those are the biggest frack and waste of time and inconvenience to guests of anything Disney ever runs. No pun intended. <laughs> well, I said, why don't we do a triathlon and just have the people swim the rivers of America? Yuck! So, <laughs> I've done that before. It's not that big a deal. Biohazard. Uh, yeah. You have never swum, swam, swam the rivers of America. Yes, I have. You swam across it. 
Uh, I swam about a third of it. Wait a minute. And what do you mean a third? You mean like around the circumference yeah, of the river? Yeah. I. Uh, Yuck. This, this is off. a new story for me. I I'm think the, this is BS. I, I yeah. No, I got off the canoe. Um, it was somewhere right around about where the uh, bear is scratching, where the uh, uh, one field boat is. I know somebody who was scratching, but. <laughs> yeah. And came around to the other side uh, by the. Uh, yeah. Why? Hungry Bear. Because it was there. Why do men climb mountains? Okay, because, that, that, raises a whole, that raises a whole bunch of questions like, how can, how can you consider yourself a man to begin with? But, <laughs> <laughs> but nice. what was it, daytime, nighttime, anytime, what? It was morning. It was early, early morning. It was, it was during the canoes. Okay, uh, instead of getting out of the water, you thought you would go on a little swim. Yuck. Yeah, just, Yuck. A little swim. It's full yeah, of I, duck shit. I, <laughs> I want to call bullshit. Yeah. I think it's all bullshit, but you can talk. There's, there's people. T- <laughs> there's, there, there are pictures of it, and I don't know who has them right now, but there are pictures of it. And you can talk to uh, pretty much most of the uh, old timers. Have been around the river, and um, there, there's no old timers left. They're all I know. Been, that, let's just say that how convenient. The they, they, yeah, yeah. They, you notice that his, <laughs> his story has no witnesses. All right, moving uh, on. Okay, so <laughs> no, it, 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 I mean, it was it wasn't a big deal to swim in the river in the past, and oh. they just made it in the last what seven, eight, nine. Nine years, they made a big deal no. that you can't go jumping in the river. Anymore. No, 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 no. That's gross. Okay, moving on to an email from K- Cobra eighty eight King eight. Moving on to okay, Cobra so we got so <laughs> we got some we got continuing in our shows generated by you know email. listener mail. Uh, we have a quick mail from uh, a guy named John Cobra yes. King Cobra. All right, are you gonna you can read it then, Richard? Well, I was Greg. I was trying to, but and I'll read I'll read the next one. So you go. Okay. Thank you. I figured you guys would have an interesting opinion of this. I've heard many things about Walt being anti-Semitic. And for those who don't know what that means, it means he hated Jews. But I haven't been able to find hard evidence. So what is your opinion or knowledge of this area? So let's just let's just hit that first before we read the rest of it. Um, no clue. I've heard, I haven't. You know, I've heard it. <laughs> excuse me. I've heard it before. Uh, I've never seen any written proof. I've seen written accusations, um, you know, trying to lay some groundwork for saying he was anti-Semitic. Uh, I've never seen anything to prove it. I, I yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, it's I, not. I, just... <coughs> okay, go ahead. I, I was going to say I agree. I, I've never heard of it. I've heard the same stories. I've, I've, but I've never actually heard of anything that actually laid it out. And considering that you do have a number of. Uh, Jewish people that are have prominent roles in the company back you know back in the day I really just don't picture it that and much. who who are, who are they I'm trying to think of a couple all right uh-huh. here, here, listen uh, that's to this what I, that's you, what I thought <laughs> if you go to but, Google all right if but, you go to Google and type Walt Disney Walt space Disney space a and then it starts filling in and trying to guess what you're talking about based on the number of yeah, responses yes. anti-semitic right, right. is the first one really so I'm gonna click it and you do that and what, what, what I was going to say, say is, is, being in Hollywood in those days when, quite frankly, people of Jewish uh, persuasion had a lot of hold in Hollywood as far as running studios, owning things, it seems like it would be a hard place to be a true anti-Semitic uh, person. 
uh, and still, that's one of those two. Uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to, and to, you know, not be blackballed himself. But Well, I was also going to say, there's also just the, you got to remember when, when Disney was uh, at the height of his career, um, 30s, the 40s, the 50s, when everything was, you know, you had your really big advances going on in there. There was just, I don't want to say there was so much anti-Semitism, but there was always the, oh, the Jews. I mean, that's what uh, the your, your anti-Semitics uh, always grabbed a hold of was just that whole, quote-unquote, oh, it's the Jews type thing. And it was just part of that generational thing back then. I guess we still have some today, but I, I think there's a generational thing that was back in there. And that's, you know, what Hitler grabbed hold of in Europe when he was gaining and used that to help gain power was just that uh, uh, antipathy of uh, Jews. For the Dif- time. Different environment, different circumstances in uh, Germany than in America as far as... Well, I'm, not, I'm saying Europe in general. I'm not... I'm, you got to remember, America also, because when, when Hitler was gaining control at the time, there were those that were in America saying, well, that's first a European problem and you know, it's just the Jews that are trying to get us into the war, um, because there there was a. Again, I don't want to say. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was nothing like what Nazism was all about and what Hitler was about, but there was an anti-Jewish uh, kind of. There was a uh, kind of like the uh, uh, the African American was back in the uh, '40s. There was just kind of a little bit. Of a uh, uh, what is it, what I'm trying to say a uh, racism. Well, I'd like to, you know what? I'd like Ra- to say we don't have. I'd like to think we don't have that today, but a racism. You're naive. Racism is alive and well in every country in this world, and if people would just, but I don't, I'd like you know, to think admit it and realize it. I'd like to say that it was back then. I, I don't think so. Uh, I think just people hide hide it a lot but you know people didn't like the irish people didn't like these people people didn't like those people you know there was always somebody not liking somebody so you're right okay what did you find mike all right so i found that um there's a book called walt disney hollywood's dark prince that i've heard of it never read as a book has been called an effective hatchet job uh so it 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 might talk about some some stuff (laughs) but i found on a website called the straight dope and it's uh, it's its tagline is fighting ignorance since 1973, and it even says it's taking longer than we thought. Um, <laughs> so he got a letter uh, in April of 2005 said I heard rumors on and off for years about Walt Disney. I've heard suggestions he's a fascist, a communist, a racist, and an anti semite. Well, first, communist we okay. could toss out. Okay. I think okay. he did and, uh, testify okay. to Congress. Sure. Uh, the first two, of course, are contradictory. Web searches didn't help to straighten out anything in my mind. Was he a political nut? Did he hate blacks and Jews? Da, 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 da. Okay. Or these typical malicious lies you like to tell about great men so you don't have to feel so unaccomplished. So he goes on to talk about um, the answer. Let's talk about people pulling, um, making assumptions based on stuff that appears in his short films. Okay, uh, like the three little pigs. Of course, uh, uh, there is a a scene that showed the big bad wolf dressed as a stereotypical Jewish peddler, right? 
So because okay, and so, what is a stereotypical Jewish? I, I know it doesn't describe it here, but it says that. Tevye. Oh, well, I thought we should know that since it's stereotypical. <laughs> well, but you know, it, it says that that the the Jewish population and you know. Or in Hollywood, were unhappy with Disney because he was allowing these these gags at the animators, these anti-Semitic gags, were in his short films, and um, and their 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 logic went that since Disney approved every scene in every short film, that therefore therefore that made him approve of this stuff, and he 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 shared those feelings, right? But this thing about the big bad wolf and the three little pigs, he changed it because there was complaints from Jewish groups. But he says also they didn't catch them all though. In the short, the Opry House, Mickey Mouse is seen dressed and dancing as a Hasidic Jew. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if he puts something, I it, some of these. Uh, well, by, uh, okay, but the thing is, if if he puts, if he allows something that's topical, right? Here, this is an example of something that's topical. It's funny at the time, or, or is meant to be harmless at the time, and. From that, they're extrapolating that oh, because he allows this this stereotypical sure, sure. portrayal to be in his movie, he must feel that way. You mean like the the crows and I was going to bring this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, speaking in, yeah, the Amos and Andy sound to their voice. Yes, yeah. um, and or any anything like any particular white face or you know black, black face type yeah. uh, thing that may or may not have gone on. You know, I mean, you could look into all kinds of things. It's like the the porn side it's, of Disney, you know, it's long been said that the animators hit all kinds of pornographic images in there. And you could go back and look at these films and say, possibly, uh, okay, that's really, I got to let my mind go to see that one. But, you know, they're there. They're, but um, I don't know. I, does that make him a pornographer or, uh, you know, no, no I don't. Anyway, this, this little article, you know, he, he quotes or he puts his sources down. And, you know, one of the sources is this Dark Prince book. So who knows? Well, you, well, you, you do know that all Christians are anti-Semitic, right? That's right. Even though Jesus was a Jew. By definition? Is that, well, no, that no, no. I, I say that in somewhat in jest because when um, that movie The Passion came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he was, uh, Mel Gibson was just getting hammered for it. There was a um, typical liberal Jew, and I'm painting a wide brush here, but he admitted to be, you know, a tree hugger type uh, leftist Jew anyway, so it doesn't matter. He and it's self self proclaimed, and he complained about this movie. I said, "Have you seen it?" He says, "No." I'm like, "Well, how can you judge then?" I said, "It's historical fact. Forget whether or not you believe Jesus is the Christ. Right, yeah, um, it's a historical fact that he was put to death and he was offered up by his his own people." Um, being the Jews. <laughs> so, you know, how can they make them look evil? Well, the way they dress them. Let's see, they had beards. And that was typical of the day, right? Long hair. Sure. Uh, you know, they robes. wore these particular types. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Robes and all that. How did that make them any more? Well, the way they lit it and the way they made them look. And they were screaming. I'm like, well, I thought you said you didn't see the movie. So, you know, it, it was a presumption already that you know, of guilt. Uh, so, anyways, I, I, well, people all- find what they want, you know. It, Going, going back well, onto the uh, crow's routine, that was kind of what I was leading on with the uh, with the way Jews were kind of looked at at the day, too. The jokes and everything that you might have on that. It wasn't meant to be bad. It wasn't meant to... It was your quote, but, it, you know, 
we look at it in a different light today than it was looked upon. Well, I think people like to go back and make judgments because of that. I mean, is Mel Brooks anti-Semitic? Right. <laughs> is is um, uh, is um, Mel Brooks is the most big is the biggest anti-Semite that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> is, is Chris Rock anti-black? Right. Exactly. I mean, yes, Disney wasn't a Jew, so some would say he can't make fun of himself, um, but he's making fun of others. You know, do you remember those ad campaigns for a while that were going out about, you know, not making fun of other people? And I remember uh, Michael J. Fox uh, making them and a bunch of other people. Yet I'm trying to think of all the shows they've been in, you know, and uh, these people... You know, do they live up to their standards? Like Meathead's uh, anti-smoking thing is I, I've I've had it as a mission in life that I've just never accomplished is to go back and watch all the Meathead directed movies to see if anyone has ever smoked in his movies. Um, you know, do, sometimes people you know want to social engineer and tell you how to live, yet they don't necessarily live up to it themselves. Comedy in itself almost requires you to make fun of something. Well, yeah. um, you know, are we only allowed to make a fun of things um, that are inanimate or possibly animals who can't answer back and have their feelings hurt? Though there are some activist groups that probably would disagree with that statement. Um, if you can't make fun of someone like Richard for having no hair or me for having gray hair prematurely uh, or for someone being a little chubby or whatever. I mean, what can well, you I, laugh at? You know, it's well, it's if life is funny. No, we're not all equal, and uh, life isn't fair. And a, a great way to I'm, deal with it is is uh, uh, comedy. And I, in fact, I remember once saying a joke about the uh, space shuttle, and um, <laughs> th- this guy in the back seat was going. I can't believe you guys are doing this. This oh, is so dis- disrespectful. The and then, humor. And then, uh, yeah, the, exactly. And then he says, you know. Uh, Christy McAuliffe. <laughs> what color are her eyes? No, 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 no. He's he's giving us a hard time about the joke we made. You know what NASA stands for? Need another seven astronauts and you know, going on. And he says, you know that poor Christy McAuliffe. She was English. She was an English teacher, but now she's history. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, you reeled me in. He's giving us a hard time about being, you know, insensitive. Then he reels me in with that. I like one. I like what color her eyes. That was my favorite one. Blue. Yeah. One this way, <laughs> one that one. way. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to take what uh, George Carlin once said, though, is that he, George Carlin said he never made fun of a person in his life. What he made fun of was the human condition because that's what it was all about. And that's why I think, you know, you, when you take a look at comedians and people, you know, people have to get a sense of humor at times. And when, when you do have somebody that's going out there like George Carlin or uh, uh, Chris Rock or somebody – it's not so much as that they're pointing fingers and laughing at that person. What they're doing is they're pointing at all of us themselves included, and they're laughing at the human condition because that's, I mean, that's their job. And that was the whole, that's the whole purpose of uh, really good satirical. The human, the human condition of being African-American or Jewish, we can laugh at that, in, in, but we're not, way, at, not laughing at the individual Jewish or black person. Is that what you're saying? The way we relate to one another. Uh-huh. The way, okay. the way, the way, the way. Cycle babble. It's cycle babble. George Carlin no, is one of the There's... biggest cycle babble comedians. <laughs> cycle babble. I, I just don't get any of it. Okay. There, hey, was no. an there was an excellent article 
that Okay, you know what? It's off topic, so we're going to No, we're moving on. Wait, no, but I got one more thing about... off this tangent. There's an excellent article that was in... Just hit the mute button. We'll listen to it, but we don't have to play it on air. That was in his a number of months ago talking about Mark Twain and then putting George Carlin in. It was really interesting, but I will... Okay. Hey, I found on Disney's own website, you know, a Disney... Dot go.com website about the Walt Disney Family Museum and one of the things that's in there is the question starts with how do myths like Walt's supposed anti-Semitism begin? Did Walt make offhand comments about the Jewish Union members during the painful strike in 1940? Likely. I mean it goes on to you know you get the Walt Disney family view of how he isn't but how that the issues of the time were conspiring to kind of paint him in that light. All right, so. I've yeah, <coughs> I've used off-color jokes of probably about about every ethnic group, including my own. Uh, at times, sometimes <laughs> made Scottish you know, jokes. Yes, if I it's not Scottish, Scottish, it's crap. Uh, <laughs> no, we all we've all had our moments, probably, and you know during times of a strike or something something like that. You know, we've yeah, the probably frustra- all frustration gets to you, right? Well, you know, not only the frustration, but you know, something slips out. Uh, even in the friendliest times, I, I and we all and we all know that Walt f- felt very betrayed about this strike. You know, he thought his he thought his shop was a family, and that they oh, would yeah. strike against him really pissed him off. Well, when I was in the service, you know, I served with a lot of uh, minority groups, and man, they would whip it out at you as quickly as you would whip it out back. But it, it's you knew each other. It's kind of like um, Grand Torino. If oh, seen- don't spoil it for me, dude. Oh, you haven't seen no. Grand Torino. Well, they're trying to man up this kid. I'm not going to tell you much more than that. And there's a great scene with um, um, Clint, a uh, barber who is not the same, uh, let's say, denomination as uh, Clint, and a kid who is not the same denomination as either one of them. So you got three ethnic diversities going at it verbally. But what he tries to explain is what is acceptable when you know someone and what just sounds downright, downright rude and uh, insensitive and racist when you don't know someone. Uh, it's kind of like the Chris Rock argument, you know. I can say it because I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh, but even that is thin to some people. But back to the email. Yeah, okay. We, we went through we three <sighs> sentences. No, wait. One, one sentence. One sentence. <laughs> and we got... I plan this to be... We got, we got 30 minutes out of one sentence. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> also, another show idea. Why do people like Disney? What causes them to be DF or DF-like? Now, you didn't happen to go back and look to see what classic episode of MiceCast. I can't. Up. I'll look it right now. We have talked about this. Um, I kind of find Disney um, similar to things like Star Trek, Star Wars. Anything that's got fanboys is that... Disney is um, accept people accept others within Disney. Uh, we all tend to be a little off, you know, the the normal people who don't get Disney or the um, how would you say the overly um, enthusiasticness that some of us get about Disney. They, a lot of people say, "Oh, those guys are weird," because you know all they do is go drink on the weekend or you know go to parties and clubs, so they don't get why people would hang at Disneyland, right? So. They kind of look at it as being odd. Well, the Disney group is fairly inclusive. They don't really shun others. Now, there are some who like to shun the 
more enthusiastic types. But in general, I think like goths, like uh, uh, like say fanboys, they're accepting of others. So that's I think when you see large groups like DFs and stuff, they're accept they accept that, and they also I think put Disney on this platform um, sometimes way too high. And it's almost a worship status that, you know, no doubt's Tragic Kingdom is a great satirical description of the way some people are with um, Disney and they're like you know, they're they're liking Disney and being totally into it and buying into the, the mythology 100 percent. The classic episode is called Going DF. We released it uh, April of last year. Show, April, April uh, last year, and it's show number ninety-seven. Okay, so uh, you could look up classic mice cast Good. show number ninety-seven. The title 97. is called "Going DF," and Very, uh, and we took two hours to examine the question: What could Disney do to make you go DF? So that's all right. So we'll just refer Cobra eighty-eight back to the classic episode of Mice Cast number ninety-seven. All right, so let's move on. Since no one chimed in, that's good enough. You found it. I think that that should suffice. Uh, this is my first time emailing this show, and I greatly enjoy listening. Whenever you guys put out, <laughs> laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, he's, I hope you guys get this email quickly. Have a good summer. Well, our email service is quite top notch. So yes, we did get this very quickly. All also, right. also we had another DF discussion in June of two thousand and seven. I say I thought it went back a little. Yeah, I was going to say that one. Uh, well, uh, but we coined the phrase early Disney, on. Disney like Fundamentals show number nine. DF way, 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 even before Richard. In fact, he might have had hair back then. It was so long ago. Uh, All right, so we're going to move on oh, to I, the next email. Oh yeah, which, I was just going to try to find the uh, the actual show number for that that last one. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, DF discussion was show number sixty-two. Okay. Hey, by the way, have you have you seen Land of the Lost? No. <laughs> have you seen that? Uh, I think it's uh, Sci-Fi has been rerunning the nineteen seventies TV Land show. Of the Lost. My God, it is yes. so bad. There's it. actually a couple channels that are doing it. Uh, I used to watch it religiously when I was a kid. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, but <laughs> I didn't tell. Horrible, horrible it was. And the two kids, I guess, had cameo roles in, roles in the new film, but they were both left on the cutting room floor. Well, that's uh, too bad. really has been driving me up the wall watching the reruns. Is I don't remember having, as my wife puts it, the uh, deliverance banjo music going on constantly <laughs> during the show. As long as there's no squealing <laughs> like a pig. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, you got the raft going down the river, and it's like, you know... If now, Nick make sure you're watching the right here. one. Uh, my wife thought that um, she she had connected the wrong actor with the adult role. She There was a remake of it in the early 90s, uh, which, well, I want to say Timothy Bottoms. That's probably not the right uh, person, but in the 90s, a different... They, they remade it. It wasn't reissued. It was remade, so it was... Uh, quite different. The seventies one was very, very primitive. But you were going to remember this is early. This is Saturday morning entertainment for kids of what eight to uh, fourteen, maybe. If that, yeah. And Marty Croft, the same people that brought you HR Puff and stuff. And, well, uh, Sid, Sid and Marty Croft brought you the movie, also. Which, by the way, oh, I would they, not. Are they the producers of the movie? As they, oh yeah. They, their name is oh, in the title. Cool. I would not take a child under the age. Well, let's put it this way. 
I wouldn't take any of the kids that you two have. There is some adult humor. See, because this, this they, show... They might, this, they might miss it. This show is some, aimed... You know, I get this distinct impression this movie's aimed at those of us who watched this show as a kid. It's not aimed yes. at the kids. It's aimed and, at those and, of us who have grown up. And maybe tweens, but I wouldn't, you know, take 10 years... Uh, maybe 13, 14. I, it, I don't remember if it was rated PG or PG-13. I didn't look. I just went and saw... Um, but typical Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Ferrell has a sense, you know, um, what would you say? Uh, I was going to say a farty sense of humor, um, uh, you know, potty mouth. Sophomore. You know, uh, yeah, yes. sophomore. That's the term. Yeah. yeah. And the girl from the girl looked pretty good from uh, Pushing Daisies. She Her English accent was on full. and uh, But it, it was a little more adult than I expected it, but I should have known better with Will Ferrell. Uh, but somewhat enjoyable i it guess is, it is pg-13 okay but well, it, it it should be so uh, but i was there was a lot of little little kids in the in the theater and i thought after seeing it you know that wasn't really appropriate for those but really none of my business if kids want to bring or parents want to bring their kids but or uh, kids want to bring their parents that too uh, okay but uh anyways okay ready for the next one <coughs> okay ready you okay there, Greg? You sound like you have uh, some kind of disease going on. Uh, you know, you dealing with an immune deficiency or something? No, no, it's just a cough. But uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> when I talk, I, I then I had these. Um, you know, we were talking about things you can make fun of and you can't. And I just watched in Tropic Thunder, and they were saying, you know, you never go, go full retard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about. Uh, I'm only. I'm recorded that show, and I'm, I'm grabbing little ten minute chunks here and there between whatever. And that whole the whole scene where he's explaining to him, hey, you don't go full retard, leaves you empty-handed. I was like, holy cow! And I and I can't stop watching uh, Robert Downey Jr. Holy cow! Every time he opens oh, his mouth, I can't he is stop watching so him. Good. I don't know how far you got, but there's a part when he he. Uh, I'm I'm at the part right uh, when uh, Ben Stiller uh, was getting captured with the panda carcass on his head. That's oh, okay. The, so I got that far. The, I think you've seen the part when he said, you people. Yes, yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> and then the other guy is... <laughs> the real black guy gets all pissed off. No, no, oh. no. Wait, no. Uh, he didn't get the... Um, Robert Downey Jr. gets all angry for no reason. Well, yeah, he does. But then the, the real brother gets mad at him for getting mad. mad at, because you're a white cracker. Uh, there's another part where he's like, I'm a man playing a man playing a man. You know, it's... Oh, my God. It's just... it's. You know, you talking about potty mouth, uh, oh, and, and, the, yeah. and the whole thing is farce, 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 farce from get from the get go. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the studio head. Oh my gosh, um, he was hilarious. It gets even better. I saw <laughs> I saw this in the theater, and we it was on the other day, so we watching it and DVR'd it, so we could go back through it again. Yeah, uh, there there's some funny stuff I've seen lately. Uh, uh, Walk hard. Have you seen that? No, no. Karen could hear it from the other room the other night. And I was watching it. There's a there's a duet, with, and it's the girl from the office. You know, she's stacked. She's wearing, you know, kind of alluring clothes, and she's doing this duet with I, can't, I don't even know the guy's name, but you see him everywhere, especially in Will Ferrell. John C. Uh, Riley is the actor's name. John, John C. Riley, yeah, and they're doing this very suggestive song where you don't even have to see them with their little smirks on their face. She could hear it in the other room going, "That's terrible." <laughs> 
Uh, and it really is. You know, it's, it's, she says things like, you can come in my back door. Well, if, if you if you hear the song, she's just saying, you know, come over to my house, right? But if you, if you take it in the content of the movie, <laughs> yes. <it's, laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> can you read the email? Yeah, now, yeah I'm or? ready. I can get a. I got a grip. <laughs> I just do. You? I, I got. I gotta. I gotta go watch this movie now. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, guys. Even though it says guy, but I think he means guys. I am sure that I'm not your only fan, as that would be very creepy and sad on so many different levels. Guess you are correct. And it would, be, would be, but we sad. can't confirm we yeah, have at least right. two. Yeah. So I do think that the last time I was in Disneyland that Richard, Shaft, Pullboy, or Stroke Man <laughs> was watching me as I now know what he looks like. And I remember the face of the security person eyeing me. <laughs> well, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you would know creepy, creepy Shaft watching you, I think. Okay. Uh, okay, so he has five little ideas here or five things questions or statements or something he wants to comment on. So number one, I know Greg and Richard said that they could not tell all the stories and I had heard the old ones, the old podcast, but I'd like to hear from Greg and Richard about what is the worst type of person that they had, have had, they had or slash have to deal with and what was, is the best. Hmm. What was the worst type of rest you had to make? What were some of the best and worst lines that you heard from the people? And Greg, you would like this one. Have you ever wanted to physically remove a person via any means necessary or unnecessary from the park due to the way that they were acting? This is often the entitled person that states, do you know who I am? Well, okay. I've had people that use right. that line on me. I have no frame of reference. You guys have five minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Point, counterpoint. Yeah, five minutes. You know, I tell you, the worst people were usually parents because... I've seen some parents do some really stupid things um, to use the Chris Rock vernacular, which I will not. Um, I've never wanted to use that word, really. I've never had any need for it. But there was this one family that they fit the profile Chris Rock gives you of what the N-word means. And this is no lie. And the parent was actually sending in the kid to steal things. And we could hear her. And we were close enough. You know, we're undercover close enough to listen to her say, hey, oh, go get me a Mickey hat. And we would gracefully kind of walk in the other door, watch her take the Mickey hat, run back to the parent. Parent would say, oh, get me something like this. Kid would run in the store, steal, come back. This was in Toontown. And this was going on for like an hour. And I was called in to help because it was getting kind of big. And I'm like, why don't we just take them now? We've got, we've got the kid, you know, and they're like, no, 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 we want to get the kids on delinquency of a minor. I'm like, you know, that's going to be really hard. And this went on for an hour or two. How old, Finally, was, the kid? How old was the kid? This, you know, I would get to say the 10 to 12 range somewhere. Okay. She was tall and lanky. You know, if she was 13, I doubt it. But but could, we, know, that, could know that she was doing oh, something wrong. She, she obviously knew what she was doing, yes. Unless she's been taught that the man is bad and, you know, Certain okay. things are good because you're getting over on the man. Okay, all right. So go on. Sorry. So we eventually get one of the parents or two of the parents. There were two women, I think, with them and some other little kids. We finally get her on something. She finally goes in the store and steals. Well, after these hours of doing this and then, you know, writing reports for hours, getting APD and everything, you know, APD says, you know, you 
could have brought this kid in on her first item and everybody would have been kicked out of the park. Day's done. Look how much money and time you put into this. We will never get delinquency of a minor on the parents. And what did you accomplish? Because, you know, the, the, the mother will probably get a bench warrant because, you know, she might have stole a $10 item. They might have, may, might have had hundreds of dollars on them, but the kid stole it. And I think the parent knew that they were hiding behind the kid, having the kid steal. And they're literally, this is Chris Rock's poster child for how he <laughs> describes certain individuals in his community. Um, so uh, I found usually with bad arrest, it involved a kid and an asshole parent. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we had one carrying a kid in saying it was under three. It was questioned at the gate. He got verbally abusive. Uh, we ended up getting out there, brought him in. Now, our, our, I think our supervision screwed up a little bit. You know, we had a pair of glass doors right where we had some chairs where we'd bring people into a desk and write the initial why we're here thing. So we had somebody standing there, and the guy wouldn't sit down, still holding the kid. One of the suits was trying to force the guy to sit down so he wouldn't push, trying to push out the door. You know, gotten, getting a little heavy-handed with a kid still in the guy's arm. I thought that was inappropriate. They should have just made sure the guy couldn't leave. You know, place yourself between him and the door. Well, eventually, this child left the park, as did the father, but she got to watch her father in handcuffs while she was in the arms of a female APD officer going to who knows where. I don't know if there's a mother somewhere... Uh, child Protective Services, who knows? Now, the kid may have been three, four tops. Will it actually remember, or does she remember now, 15 years later, that dad was taken away in handcuffs? Who knows? Well, depends on depends on what his uh, record's been since. But again, it was usually a parent trying to get over on something, being an ass. Uh, kids are kids. You know, I, I, I picked up a lot of kids for stealing, doing stupid things. Usually, they're just being stupid, immature. But the adults who are involving children knowing what they're doing are usually the people you'd like to just bang over the head and clean out the gene pool a little bit. You know? Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. Th- those are some of the, the hardest ones to work with. I remember one that they brought in, and in this case, it was grandma that was doing the exact same thing with a little five-year-old boy just sitting outside the store. We were getting close to closing that night, and Grandma said, oh, can you see that, honey? Can you go get that for Grandma? And this went on for about 10 or 15 minutes, and they finally just said, that's enough, and they just brought them all in. And then there was the one that we had in the office that, okay, Anaheim PD was working, it was doing the write-up, and while she's in the office, Mom is beating the kid, making the kid cry. This is a little... 18-month, two-year-old kid that mom's smacking around a little bit just to make the kid cry more and more, just to be annoying to the point that uh, the Anaheim PD officer finally looked at her and said, Pam, you touch the kid one more time, you know, you're going to be going out of here on uh, child abuse as well. And she's, she's just make, making the kid, intentionally making the kid cry just to annoy us through the whole thing and that's and that's heartbreaking you're watching this kid getting the abuse from this asshole parent <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad that is the worst thing that, that crying makes me kids angry. at Disneyland there's, there's there's the I'm tired crying and there's the stupid parents making kids cry in the park and you're thinking this really should be the happiest time of your life and I, I actually think the four year old and under crying maybe five and under four and under definitely this is usually 
because they're young, young kids just don't quite have the capacity. They're not grasping it. everything. Yeah, yeah. They're overloaded. Long and yeah, days, they're tired. And all that. Yeah. But when you're starting to get a little older, you got to, you know, uh, let's let's call them kindergarten and up age. There's some understanding, um, clearer thought. When you see those kids crying for who knows what reason, you know, I was in Florida and I don't remember why, but there's probably a girl more like 12. Mom's holding her. Dad's looking a little upset. Um, there's a lot of crying going on. I'm thinking, fuck, you know, you're you're at Disney World. What could be that bad? I mean, I know I've got... Maybe she lost something that was dear to her. You know, that's possible. My son has done that, been a dumb shit, and, you know, who knows, left something in the room, maybe on the bed, then it got taken by the cleaning crew, you know, because it was wrapped up in the bed. Who knows? I've mentioned that you don't have to order the most expensive thing on the menu before, uh, which seems to be a habit of my youngest. I think he equates the most expensive with the best, which is not always true, and maybe you don't need that much food. And as uh, everybody already knows, all I order is just my scrambled eggs and bacon that I have to have each morning. <laughs> Without fail. Would, so, would it kill you to skip breakfast? You know, the, the ironic thing is... is he does. Day. He just doesn't know when he should. I've seen him skip it. <laughs> but to order it from room service is the dumbest ass thing I've ever seen. In I the only world. did that that one time. Yeah, we, we paid dearly. But um, those, <clears throat> those are the kids. That's when it's upsetting to me when the kids are getting fucked over because of idiot parents. Yeah. Because literally, there's no reason for any of that to happen. Uh, the kids don't understand why they're leaving usually uh that you know they're in the office the parents are trying to say oh we just got to talk to the man for a minute about something mommy bought or something you know what some stupid ass excuse the next thing you know they're leaving and they have no clue why to me that's sad there should be no no reason that kind of stuff happens and um i agree that that yeah best and worst lines you know it's the same thing yeah i've heard you don't know who i am or you know, you know, my favorite one is I get that one every now and then. You'll get uh, the brand new cop who comes in that thinks, "Well, you know, I'm a cop and you're just security and all this." Do you know who I am? No. Do I care? That's my next question. Uh, I've never got that from uh, APD, but you can always answer. I, well, your badge number three two five. What the fuck do you want? I've never, got, I've never gotten it. I have never gotten it from APD. I've gotten. It well, from I thought you just said that. He you said brand said, new cop. He didn't say from what agency. Yeah, I got it from other agencies. Oh, you mean like a brand new cop in the park, and you, for some reason you've stopped him because maybe his his piece is poking well, out or something like that. There's that one. There's there's uh, there was one a number of years ago where we had a uh, when they first started uh, you. Could, use today's ticket to buy your annual pass so you can you know if you came in with the family and you had you know four or five tickets you could probably pay off one annual pass right off of those tickets there and before they changed the rules to where you can only use the one day pass for your annual pass and we had this off-duty officer that was sitting outside the exit gate and he's asking people for their tickets as they're coming out are you going back in can i have your ticket so he can get enough to use them all to offset the cost of his annual passes that he was going to go and buy. So we ended up bringing him into the office. I'd say that's fraud. 
that's exactly why he got brought into the office. And the whole time, he never identified himself. The whole time he was, well, you wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be doing this if you knew who I was. If only you knew who I was. And the whole time he keeps patting his fanny pack. If you knew who I was, you wouldn't be bringing me in here. So, and you the, and you uh, were doing the Michael Jackson thing. If only you knew who I was, right? Yeah. <laughs> And so the person that was doing the uh, that was interviewing him said, you know, basically screw it and just called APD in, in on this guy. And when APD comes in, the guy's talking to him for a few minutes, and we tell him, you know, he keeps patting his uh, fanny pack. We're wondering if he, you know, has something in his fanny pack, a weapon or something. So APD's been in with this guy for about ten or fifteen minutes, and finally goes, "Do you have anything in your fanny pack?" Well, yes, I do. Well, what is it? He admits he has a gun inside the fanny pack. Okay, it, it, this whole—it's basically pulling teeth from this guy. We find out he's one of the other Orange County local yokel law enforcement officers here, and the uh, Anaheim officer was pissed because one, this guy's being a jerk to begin with. Two, he never identifies himself from the get-go, which when you're dealing with another police agency, that's the first thing you're supposed to do is identify who you are. Yeah, usually that's the kiss up and, uh, you know, the swap and spit so you can get out get of the whatever professional you want. courtesy. Exactly, yeah. yeah the whole, but it's also professional courtesy. Just say who the frick you are. And then and he, he's carrying this guy, and we ended up uh, calling that, or I should say we didn't call him. Anaheim PD, the uh, officer, ended up calling the uh, watch commander for that city right there and the chief uh their chief got involved and guy went back home to uh suspension i understand he didn't he was on uh probation to begin with so he didn't have a job very much longer after that and a lot of and people got, make it through psychological profiles yeah, and we got numerous letters of apology from the uh, chief of police and you know we've had that happen with a couple of different agencies both local and some from a little bit more distance and one of the stories goes on to further on what you're going to read up here later so i'll save that one but those those are some of the ones you just want to they don't want to necessarily rough them up but you do you just want to smack them across you know do the uh share routine smack them up the face and say you know wake up what the heck are you doing that's that's not a very manly way of i'm thinking of that positioning yourself to say i want to do what share does That's but just a good smack across the face to say, "What the fuck?" I'm, I'm still not sure you got my joke about you should have done a Michael Jackson. You 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 courtesy laugh, but I'm still not sure you got that. I, I didn't get it, so you can explain it if you want. You know how Michael grabs himself. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy was padding his fanny pack and. Gotcha. Uh, okay. oh, no. All right, so move on to. The All next right, one. so number two. What has have been the top ten stupidest things you have heard a person say about Disney, Disneyland, Disney World? <laughs> uh, stupidest things. I, I've I've got one, dude. We say um, stupid things every no, no, time no, we I, crack the microphone. I'm no, no, no. I think I mean. I'll give you an example. I'll give you two examples. Um, I was at the Reagan Library a few months back, and the small group of people walked by. Obviously, two parents, probably you know, fifty-ish, uh, some teenage to maybe young twenties uh, kids with them, and. My ears perked up because I heard something about Disneyland. I heard something about the apartment in the castle. What the guy had done was combine the Disney World Dream Suite in Cinderella's castle and said they had put it in Sleeping Beauty's castle. 
and that you could stay overnight in Sleeping Beauty's castle. And I thought, dumbass. You know, and I wanted to say something. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to pull a Richard here. Yeah, yeah. Interject somebody yourself. in public. Um, so the, that's one of the stupidest things I've heard. And you kind of laugh because, you know, people, maybe you know, the average yokel doesn't know. Um, when I was working at Snot's uh, Berry Farm many years back, there was this guy from out of town, and, you know, it's a really slow day, and I'm chatting him up. Oh, so you're going to go to Disneyland while you're here? No, we've been to Disney World. We know Disneyland's just a smaller, uh, not as good version of Disney World. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be, I think, one of the number one stupidest things I've yeah. ever heard because it typically typically comes from East Coast people who I don't even think they realized Disneyland was here first. No, but they, uh, they, they There's so many that seriously think World was first, and Disneyland was an afterthought. So, so yeah, those are two things those, I, those I, are. I, I thought of. I hear all kinds of things about, well, you know, all the tunnels. I would just remember that theme park insider thing we read last week? Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't do it on air, but we were talking about it. Why? Um, somebody made a response about, oh, that guy must be, was a Fox officer and went on, dribbled, dribbled on for a while. So I replied again. <clears throat> and then the last thing that someone put in there was that he had in Disney World had witnessed, I think it was in Epcot a Disney security pull out his weapon, go through a door and never come out. He says I I sat and I waited and I waited to see what was going on and he never came out and I was going to make another post that said this this thread is no longer accepted anymore post or this story. So I wasn't signed up for that website so I couldn't uh, send a private message to the the administrator. So, I'm like, okay, I'll sign up for the the website. And I sent him a thing. I said, you know, um, Disney security has never carried a weapon. No. Never. And I'd be more afraid of the Disney security carrying weapons than any bad guy that would come in. I mean, seriously. Well, I mean- in, the, in the old standards, I would say I don't agree with you, Richard. But in today's standards, <laughs> absolutely. But anyway, so I wrote the guy and I said, look, um, that's just really incorrect and I think it should be corrected. And he said he did post something about Disney never having carried a weapon. So at the very least, what the guy saw was maybe him pulling out his radio, pulling flashlight. out a flashlight. Um, and I guess some dumbass, um, to, to quote Red, might Red. not see the difference. Red's awesome. Red's great. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you know one of my favorite. My, one of my favorite uh, dumb, the stupidest things. You know, I I temper it because just a lot of people just flat are are ignorant. You know, the castle routine, the uh, uh, tunnels under Disneyland that are non-existent. It's just that's ignorant parts. But my favorite thing is, you know, you sit there. This this even goes back before. Uh, where I currently work when I was in an outdoor vending and you're in those bright yellow costumes and everything and somebody comes walking up to you, looks at your name tag, excuse me, do you work here? <laughs> no, this is what I normally, these bright yellow clothes that I have here, this clown outfit I have on with the name tag is what I normally walk out of the house in. Well, you and know, just that is true around. now, Richard. That is true. Here's your sign. Here's your sign. You do wear that outside the park so that, that is now a true statement because of the fast uh, fast track uniforms business you but know. that you know those kind of yeah where's the castle 
you're standing. I mean, you're literally standing in front of it. What what times a three o'clock parade? Those yeah. those are the ones. Of, uh, three ten. <laughs> oh, I, I told I told you about the story I had years ago when I was sitting on the when I was working the ice cream wagon on the hub, right between Frontierland and Adventureland. Hey, by the way, did you notice? And I I have to do this, or I will forget. Popcorn One, your famous uh, digs Pop- for a while. Long time Sunday afternoons. For, for, is that the one right at the hub? Yes. Yeah. It has moved. It yeah, is it, no it, longer in its long standing location. Yeah, that, that that was that happened a couple months ago. Where'd they move right. it to? It's, it's just, just moved a few feet over to the side. Kind of, it's it's more on the circle, the outside circle, and it's got a little permanent location there versus being stuck right in the walkway it's, up to. It's uh-huh. more facing the info board. That way, it's out of the way, and you don't have lines. Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a parade route. Yeah, it's a good move, and it leaves the throat up into the hub wide open. I'm it, just surprised it's taken this long to figure out that. Well, it wasn't the it, best place for it. it well, it it's, wasn't the best place, but it was very picturesque having that. I mean, take a look at that Thomas Kincaid picture. It's just picturesque. You have that popcorn wagon right there with the yeah, cows. Yeah, I, I, it has that I, nice little park I guess setting. If you to get it. into uh, popcorn, popcorn wagons, wagons. Yeah. you want to know if the popcorn wagon is open. But when you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ice cream wagon. <laughs> 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 get, get your own story that you made up right. You notice the plug also, they uh, moved all the wiring and cables underground. So for the benefit you, of the do, listeners, do you still have your no, popcorn wagon? That's, that's, that's an inside joke. That <laughs> was very, goes back very, very long goes back 20 years. Do you, do you still have your popcorn wagon gift? That goes about 20, Re- 20 years. Yeah. Do you still have your popcorn wagon gift? I do. It's, it's, it's right here on my desk over here. I still like that. It's one of my yeah, I bet ones. you do. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So I, I, I can't. I can't think of any other one. Neither. I can't think of a single one. You know, well, and I and I hear them all the damn time. I, other yeah. than you know, Walt's buried under the park. You know, all those typical like Richard says, just kind of ignorant, dumb statements. Well, you know, yeah, you can't well, help but go through the park. On any day, and not overhear someone in a queue somewhere walking that just says something stupid, and it's 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 Disney ignorance. It's not that they're ignorant people, which there are some toothless buck faced uh, ignorance out there like that. Toothless buck face. What's a buck face? <laughs> well, I don't know. It just came to my my head. But it's just that they just don't know, and you've you've heard these things for years it's like the liberal media you've heard it for so long you start to believe it well people have heard about walt being frozen for so long they've heard about tunnels they confuse the two resorts together and don't know which they're talking about and assume it's all the same and it's it's just you know you hear it from your friends and you trust the friend who told you it's like the because they've been here once because they've been here it's like the stupid basketball court it's like all yeah. of these rumors become. Okay, you know, okay, you know what's really galling about the basketball court is what? that is that Disneyland is teaching that to their new people. I know that's yeah. what's really that's, annoying about that. Well, that's, well it's that, it's like the the, the too. it's like the airplane in the Great Movie Ride. I've right. seen it in print in a WDI uh, published magazine, Insider Magazine. That that's was the actual plane, which we've later been able to prove it's not. not. So uh, Disney sometimes gets lost in their own legends 
um, that they don't know what's right and wrong. I'd like anymore. to think, though, that me, Dave Smith would have it right. This, let me go on to they, this. They, can't, hey, the they cannot even design the entrance of the new California Adventure to the right time <laughs> era of when Walt came. Okay. Yeah. So you go, you know. Um, when I was on the ice cream wagon at the hub, this is back when <laughs> Disneyland still closed at 6 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Because it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell that story one night when you're not on. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no, no. Wait, stop, stop. It, it, we're gonna need. We'll use this as a hook to come to an event. If you want to hear the inside joke about the ice cream wagon, you will need to come to the next event that we have. As the MiceCast military starts to form. Yes, that's true. You want to get to the initiation process. (laughs) That's right. So, anyways, this is back in the days when Disneyland still closed at 6 o'clock in the evening. And this guy comes up to me at 3.30 in the afternoon. And the first words out of his mouth is, I have seen everything there is to see here at Disneyland. Which, you know... We've only been open since 10 o'clock. We've only been open five hours. But even back then, you needed more than five hours to see everything there was at Disneyland. Yeah, at least five hours and 15 minutes. Come on. Yeah. And he starts pointing to the other streets. He starts pointing to the lands around the hub. He goes, I see people going up these other streets. Is there anything to see up those streets as well? He spent the whole five hours on Main Street. Now, that seems like a statistical impossibility. That, that, yeah. was, that was I, – I just look at him going – that's Disneyland. You've just been on Main Street. He had wow. no clue that there's anything else going on up there. The other thing, going right in that same vein, I've been getting a lot of people these last couple of weeks that have been coming up. Where are the rides? They're all over the place. Inside the buildings. Yeah. Go into, it, it, you know, they're, they're expecting to see. Six flags. You know, six flags. The six flags. Yeah. They're they're just getting starting to. They're at the point where they're annoying me. Where are the rides? I haven't seen any rides. I this is a, not your father's theme park. Yeah, I, I I had a person. I'm standing literally in front of Space Mountain, and they said, "I have not seen any rides. Where are all your rides?" Well, I said, "There's a ride there, pointing to Space Mountain." I pointed down below it at Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I pointed across towards the submarine, and they look at me, and go, "Where?" Well, that's two rides in one attraction. You gotta re- you, there is a distinct difference of something you can ride and something that is a show attraction, or an experience yeah. or an attraction. Hey, so that theater moves. It's a ride. Eh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm moving on. on. All right. Number three. This will be good if Richard is not there. As Well, because he's got a reason. As I know, he could not state anything about this topic due to his job. If you were head of security, what policy would you change and why? For example, proof of injury to get a wheelchair ECV. No quick backdoor passes, but a member of the group must wait in line with the rest of the unwashed masses. Before, before you guys go into it, Greg uh, and I did talk about this that one night where we were going through an old uh, guidebook. And in the old days, regardless of whatever reason you had a wheelchair going in, it stated that if there was more than just you know, two or three of you, it was expected that two or three will wait at the, you know, for the exit area for the attraction while the rest of their party did go through the whole line and then they would meet up together 
and once they got through the line, then they can board the attraction. And Greg and I at that time were saying, why don't we still do it? And I've taught, I've, I've, since then, I've brought it up with a couple of people around uh, Disneyland said, you know, if you look back in the old days, this is the way it was. Why don't we do that again? And they're going, you know, they're scratching their heads going, hmm, I don't know. Why don't we do that again? So Because you know. they're a fucking protected class who think they are entitled or privileged more so than the next. And, and you can see that without even going into Disneyland. And I use as an example, most people with handicap placards or accessible parking passes do not have them on your license plates. There's a smaller minority who do have them on their license plate. I don't know distinctively what the difference is and how you get one or the other, but I know like my grandmother just says the one we hang in the window. It clearly states when you get that stupid thing in the mail that it is only to be hung in the window while you're parked. You are not to drive with it. It is considered a obstructive view, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I am going to guess and broadly paint something here that 99.9 fucking percent of everybody who has one of those things, it is already dangling in their window or somewhere proudly displayed even while they're driving. It has become a statement to say I'm a gimp. <laughs> I I am privileged. It's like remember when we had that phase of having the little the little signs that bounce baby, in the window. Baby on board, baby on board. Yeah. Baby on board. I had a lady flip me off and yelling at me at the window, pointing to her sign. Now she cut me off, I honked, which scared the crap out of her. Um and like I should see that sign and change my fucking driving habits because she's driving like an asshole. Because she's got the baby on board sign. This we is about be- the time you're hanging out windows, flipping yeah. people off too, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not well, much has changed. Uh, I had a guy actually pound on my window once. I was going to work in one of my first architecture jobs. Uh, you know where the 73 is south of the airport, and you get off at uh, Bristol. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's Bristol. Anyways, the guy there's a there's another street that merges into the off ramp, and a lot of people at the last minute need to get over like four lanes. Yeah, to make, make that, a left. that first. No, the right. No, a left. I, well, if you're getting off the freeway, yes, to make a right. But if you're on the uh, street, Bristol, yeah, it's, uh, that to merges. Tur- to turn on to um, uh, Newport uh, or whatever. New, yeah, yeah. It turns right into Right there by, something. before Downey Savings. No, no, no. This is, way, this is right down uh, by the golf course at the south end of the... Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, um, so the guy just he runs up and he tries to force himself in. Well, I really had no place to go, so I just you know stayed stayed the course and stayed right where I was at. Well, the guy flips me off, so I returned the salute. <laughs> and Tell him you're uh, number one in my book too. Yeah. And so I'm sitting at the light. I'm just, you know, waiting for the God and I'll bouncing to my music. Next thing I know, someone's pounded on my window. Describing the largest extension on your body. Like, what the fuck do you want? You know, he's screaming at me, pounding on my window, and I just, the light changed, and I kind of flicked a couple little fingers like I'm waving, (laughs) bye-bye. And drove off, and here he's standing in the middle of the street (laughs) with the light change. Dumbass. (laughs) Dude, that's the, for a situation like that, that's why I wish I had a pistol in the car. 
And then the, when someone pounds on the window, right. thinking so they brandish it. Yeah, because they think they're all badass. You whip out the pistol, point at them. Now, now who's the freaking? That, well, that's actually the one where I'd like to just you know quickly open the door, hit him in the to nuts. knock him right in the face, <laughs> and take a good stab at him. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> a well armed uh, okay. <laughs> citizenry, you wouldn't have that shit happening that's because true. people would think twice. But I, what I would do is I'd get back to the old policy of. If it you and one guest, and I'm saying one guest, you and one guest can go to the exit. Well, back up, back up. You and your driver, whoever's <laughs> pushing your wheelchair. No, no. First thing we do is we retrofit as many cues as we can to accept wheelchair wheelchairs because and then we, we stick want to it. Shut the fuck up! I'm talking. Then. Because you're you were told that you couldn't talk in this one. So no, this says that it says that I might be hesitant. All right, well, shut up. But anyway. we stick to it. First, because- first, wait, <laughs> shut the fuck up because I haven't finished my first statement yet. First, we modify <laughs> all Richard, the quit pushing cues his buttons. to accept wheelchairs because the cues are part of the experience, and we wouldn't want you to miss that. <laughs> that's funny. So that's step one. Step. Two is for those cues which cannot be retrofitted properly to admit to um, current federal ADA standards, we will allow the wheelchair or the um, cane or other device that helps you be mobile with one person, one other adult. If you have a child with you, I'll allow the third person being a child. If there's two... That person is waiting in line. When your party gets to the front, you can merge back together. Now, as far as getting one, I would say that you cannot make them prove, though I would love to, bring me your little handicapped parking thing. Well, what about those people who have it on their license plate? They could bring their registration. There is a some kind of paperwork. There's a note on there, yeah. You're supposed to keep in your car that you have it. But... There are people such as I, for example, who, (coughs) according to my doctor, qualify but will never sign off on anything so I can get one, um, says walking is good for me. But there are those days like this week where walking has not been in the cards. It's just been very painful. Uh, We have one of our DPN MiceCast listeners who is in this same boat. You notice he carried kind of like a cane with a little chair he could sit down now and then? Yes, yes. Okay. So there are... People who may not be legally be able to have those parking passes, but might need the assistance of renting a wheelchair or an ECV. What I would do, though, is probably just make it a tad more expensive. And I would require you be 18 or with a person of 18 years old, so you don't get these high school kids renting them. And running Uh, around around in posses, yeah. Same same for the wheelchairs. I understand for the ECVs. I think they're supposed to be. Same for the wheelchairs. So if you're... Wheelchairs, if, too. If you're young and you're there with a school group, then I guess the chaperone needs to come with you. You make it a little more expensive to do it. And I think that you... I would put some kind of ID to it, meaning Joe is the one that needs it. Joe rents it. Joe signs his name to it. Joe needs to be in the chair when he rolls up to rolls up Joe, to the exit. Yeah, Joe might even need the scarlet letter. Somehow, Joe has to identify that he's actually in the chair 
when you arrive at the point, you know, maybe some, you know, you can't give them a, just a little, I don't know, you can take a quick ID. Here's my handicap ID. I belong to this vehicle. I don't know, something to say you go with that vehicle. You go with that wheelchair so you're not having kids swap around. Now, if they want to swap around and act like asses out on the road, that's yeah, fine. But, you know, when you come up to an attraction, you're not going to fuck us over. You're not going to screw every Like the guys that ran over my toe. They, <laughs> they were yelling, honking, making asses of themselves, saying, hey, we're more privileged than you. In, in a way, they were kind of pushing the button and the system. They, they probably, like me, have been frustrated with the system that people work the rest of us over with. Man. So they took it to an, an extreme, an extreme that was way too far in my book. But, you know, they, they joyfully cried out that they were more privileged than the rest of us because they were in those ECVs. And Disney turned a blind eye because, quite frankly, Disney doesn't want to accuse the wrong person. And deal with the BS. And deal with the BS that goes with it. But that can somehow be figured out and worked out by, you know, even even if it's a picture ID that you carry that goes with something that they put on that thing. When you there, get it, saying who got it, you know. There, uh, there, there's also there's also some other problems on that, and I'll on the ADA laws, both the federal and then of course California makes them more stringent. There's the right to privacy type deal, and you cannot legally ask them what is your problem. I never if, said if you a, should. I just said when you rent it to per- them, somehow yeah. you need to either prove you know, it somehow it, that you need it. You yeah. need to inject so, them it, with a with a, uh, a biometric ID, <laughs> something biometric. biometric. We're gonna we're gonna implant a microchip in you. So as soon as you show up to Disneyland, but six, six, you know, but other than kids, you should all have an ID on you, right? So uh, Mike Bright checks out an ECV, right? Yeah. So Mike Bright presents his ID. They put some kind of printed tag on that vehicle that. You maybe it's something that's folded because you want to, you know, advertise your name. But when you come up to use it, you know, use the privilege of a backdoor pass, not like the movie I was talking about, but getting into an attraction. You present your ID and your thing that you rented. I'm the guy. I'm the one that's right. allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Right now, you can't. You, yeah. Nothing you can do about people faking it with canes. You know, on the most part, you don't right. see much fakery going on with canes. It's it's the wheelchairs and the ECVs. Um, now, there are just some people who, quite frankly, are large and lazy, who ride ECVs. Yeah. yeah. Because they they physically probably can't, can't make walk, the whole day the whole thing, in the yeah. park because of their size. Now, I'm not making a judgment. If they want to do that, that's fine. But you know, when I literally. I, I saw this the other. I was at the park. You know, the four weeks I've been off work, I think I've only been to the park twice, and for very short periods of time. Well, that's good. That means you're busy doing other things. Well, yeah, sort of. Um, but there was literally a family. I wish I would have taken a picture. Parked at the parade route with their ECVs. All of them. There's a family of fucking ECVs. I about puked on them. A pot of whales. It made me ill. Okay. Now, have you done with your rant for a moment so I can speak on what I was going to say earlier? Sure, go ahead. Try. Okay, thank you. I, I was going to say, when I was talking about stick with it, there are a number of attractions that have been built since the ADA and that were built specifically with cues in mind of having wheelchairs going through 
that originally wheelchairs started to go through, but then someone complained that they didn't get backdoor service. So now they don't have the wheelchairs going through the queue. And I'll use as a prime example Indiana Jones, which has a queue that's large enough to be able to fit wheelchairs. Just wheelchairs and ECVs through it, but because one whatever reason they decided they they still allow people to go through the back door. Well, I can t- I can It'd tell be- you now why it's not used, Richard. It's the damn fast pass because the way fast pass is set up now. They've had to divide the ramp up. The ramp isn't large enough to get a wheelchair and ECV up it. It's yeah, but the it damn was even fast be, pass on that one. It was even before the fast pass started that they uh, stopped putting wheelchairs going up through that direction. And there's a there's a couple other attractions that have since been um, since been put in where it was originally designed ADA. Such, such as, give me one because I can't think of another one right now. Uh, oh, okay, oh, wait, another attraction uh, that we got what? Wait. Winnie the Pooh. Can fit a wheelchair through the queue. We have to be able to fit a wheelchair through the... Because the, the queue has to be ADA compliant. All queues have to be ADA compliant. Exactly. The whole park must be ADA compliant. Right. So, well, they are ADA... Well, let me, there is, there are no there, grandfather there, laws for okay. ADA. Okay, let's back up a little bit. They are ADA compliant because they're allowing them to go through the back door. I'm saying the front door is. I, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Pooh. I, I, I it's it's fairly level, but the way it's divided up is not very wide to make turns for an ECV. But there's nothing that says an ECV has to make. In fact, the ADA laws are not written for <laughs> ECVs. They're written for, for wheelchairs. wheelchairs. Yeah. They're they're written for a sixty okay sixty inch diameter. Ha, a wheelchair has to be able to turn full circle, and sixty inches is the um, size that's been determined that it takes a wheelchair to be able to turn full circle. That's the only thing they have to plan for. They don't have to plan for an ECV. So if an ECV rolls up in a queue that a wheelchair could make it through, an ECV most likely will not. They're too long, and it depends on which ECV. I've seen some that yeah. are, you know, like Cadillacs. I've seen some that are like Hyundai's. Um, you know, pick or choose, but a wheelchair has to be able to get through. So, all right, but uh, and they did change the rules that you have to be eighteen or older to be able to get a wheelchair. So there are no wheelchairs going out to kids unless there's an adult that's signing it off for them. Um, and just to put in on the front side of this, and. I know Greg, I'm sure he will agree with me on this one. For better or worse, this decision especially, but most policy decisions, security doesn't make it up. We just Security just strictly enforces it. The policies are made by those, it's like so many other jobs, they don't have to do the enforcement part of it. They just get to write up the policy and leave it to others to do the enforcement. So, yeah, that's, that's typical. Um, doesn't surprise me. So security security has very, very little to do with what policy goes on for the resort. Security is just responsible for making sure it happens. So. Okay. Should we move on then? Yeah, we could get to the racist question. That's the next one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk first and then disassociate with myself with you. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, I don't consider myself a racist individual. So, What nationalities are and the worst know. to deal with 
in the daily operation of the park. I know we all have our stories about a specific Asian culture deciding that they need to be next to you or push you so that they feel they're moving quicker. Uh, P.S. An elbow to the chest stops that real quickly, and I guess it's also good that I'm a scary, bald, biker-looking guy. Cool. Okay, I'll go ahead and go first on this. Um, I think you're going to be first and last, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> or unless uh, you want me to go first, I'll go first with this, because i got a real good story that goes right back to where we were on number question number one. That's a, it's up to you guys. Flip a coin. Uh, go first if you want to, Greg. Well, thank you, since I already said I would. Okay. Um, I actually don't think the Asians are that bad. If you realize that you know they come from an environment that there are you know, much more of them. So if you're talking about true Asians from the Asian land of your, <laughs> you know, not, not American Asians. What but, Asian land uh, would you be referring to? Japan, well, uh, China, Japan, China, you know, the, the tour groups that come in. Um, I don't find it, you know, I find the larger tour groups were Chinese, not Japanese. The Japanese groups were smaller bands of, you know, four to five, uh, uh, heroes and, uh, Antons, whatever the other guy's name is on Heroes. Um, you know, smaller groups. And they didn't seem to be quite as bad. But the Chinese groups were a little pushy sometimes. Uh, their tour groups that used to come through were frauds, quite honestly. But they were... Well, they the, were, tour, the yeah. tour leader was... Yeah, well, the, the tour leaders were screwing their own people. Uh, right. And we talked about those before. Um, but <laughs> quite honestly, um, I... I gotta say, <coughs> none of the Dude, take a so-called drink. nationalities really stood out. On my, you know, if I'm in blues working day to day, I didn't really find any particular nationality that stood out as being terribly bad. Uh, or you, once you start to realize uh, and educate yourself a little bit about what their cultures like, you know, we get calls about um, uh, Arabs backstage. Well, usually it was prayer time. You, you know, they'd roll out their rug, uh, they'd do their prayers, they'd be in and out 10, 15 minutes. No big They're deal. just trying to find a place out of the way that's a quiet right. way from everybody. As long as you understood what was going on, you said, oh, okay, they're not, they're not nefarious here. They're just doing their thing. Um, what I Now, when I go to working undercover, it changes a bit. Um, I, this may just be physical, statistical numbers, but I arrested far more... Hispanics than I did blacks, Asians, or whites, and by quite a large number. Now, I, I'd say the two top numbers were basically uh, Caucasians and Hispanics. Hispanics probably topping uh, Caucasians by quite a bit. To be honest, I didn't arrest very many uh, blacks or Asians. I, I, in fact, I'm not sure if I ever arrested an Asian individual unless they were very Americanized young teenage girls. What I found is teenage girls across all nationalities stole um, jewelry, junk jewelry. And they usually when they were in groups, not singly, but in groups. Groups yeah, are stupid. People stu- are smart. The stupidest things. Groups are stupid. Yeah. Um, A person is smart. I, People are I, dumb. I, I, yeah. Exa- exactly. Now, I, I, I did you, find some nationalities a little rude even trying to take in consideration culture and certain middle eastern cultures come off to me as rude 
maybe that's culturally the way they are, and they are the group I know the least about probably or have had the least interaction with. Most of the um, Middle Easterns I've worked with have been professionals, uh, engineers, architects, and they don't tend to be that way. But the ones I would encounter fresh off the boat, if you will, visiting the park (laughs) seem to be a little more rude. Not the Indians, but, you know, the more Middle Eastern type, uh, Egyptians. uh, Yeah. And I, I say Egyptians just trying to say, you know, I, not too many Iraqis were traveling in our days. Um, well, Persian covers the whole base of Iran, Iraq. But there is, there is no, Syria. like I heard Bill Handel say one day when a lady called up and says she's Persian. He's like, where are you from? I'm Persian. There is no. There is well, a Persian for quite he, a few. Of course, he hasn't, he can't use the F word, but there is no fucking Persian anymore. Where are you from? She didn't want to say which country she was from because of the stigma that was related to that. She just wanted to say she was Persian. Um, well, yes, that culture I find to be, even though I already said, um, um, you know, that some of the Arabs that would just do their prayers and go, sometimes out in the street they're a little pushy, a little rude. Um, and I just don't know if that's culturally the way it is over there. But um, Yeah, it, it's. It, I, I would say it's part of, if you get a person that's definitely from that country, it tends to be part of their culture. It's. You're not going – basically, I'm not going to take shit from you type deal. Um, but at the same token, it's not that they're being rude about it per se. It's just that's the way their culture is. That's just the way they handle it. I'll tell you, I re- the people that probably know me the most are PWTs. Yeah. <laughs> and especially as a civilian in line on my own, PWTs have to be the worst people to be in a queue with. Their kids are usually unruly. They don't seem to give a shit about hygiene, and they always are bumping into you. Well, bumping into me and smoking in my face have usually come back to haunt them. I will, one, just stand and not move. I will purposely turn and make sure the long lens on my camera catches catches a little head action. Um, I have been known when I was younger to carry a little fan in my pocket and just blow the smoke right back in their face. Now that you can't smoke in line has... um, cured many of those woes but uh i have been an ass in line before simply because they still. <laughs> don't think there's anybody else around them you know and it, it, when their kids are i love the kids they just let run up and down the queue line or queue there i said queue line. Oh. You, know, just, you know they you see them running about five or six people back and forth and you know i've actually said something to people or gave them the stink eye about you know keeping their kids with them that we're tired of getting bumped into. You know, nothing more annoying than being in a line for half an hour, an hour, and some kid constantly banging into you. So that's why the cam- the camera is actually a multiple a multiple use device. You can take pictures with it. You can hit kids in the head with, with it, and you can do it innocently by turning quickly. Uh, so, yeah, there. <laughs> um, I was going to go. I you know it's it's just interesting and fun to kind of watch the different cultures of different things and he specifically mentions asia and you got to remember uh in asia whether it's china if you're city folk from china a country is going to be different but if you're from the big cities and if you're coming across here you're from the big cities and if you're from japan they tend to squeeze because you stand if you watch them in the subways or any place where they're standing in a line it's because richard has traveled to the orient many times to observe this no i'm talking to friends that have spent months and years over there and then come back over here 
every you, you squeeze up. There is never a space. If you leave a space and somebody's going to, you know, you leave five inches between you and the person in front of you, somebody's going to squeeze in and it's a squeeze fill up, up. That space. Never and heard they, of a squeeze they, up before. What is it? You. Somebody, you, you do not leave space between you physically touching the person in front of you. Everybody just squeezes into these things. Uh, it's, called, it's, called, it's called nut to butt. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like the Boston subway or the New York subway. It sounds pretty pretty American, but yeah, uh, and, and we get we we have that in a number of our areas here. But in particularly at least, I want to say in California, we have our most people out here like our personal space, and we don't want somebody but to get with us. Um, you know, nut to space. butt. Is it say oh, is nut it? to butt? Say repeat after me. Nut. To butt. Yes, okay. not to butt. See, there was this this ice cream wagon. And, uh, <laughs> we're not going to go there. So, um, and which brought me into one of the stories I, that was fun. Years ago, over in the, the Atopia, we had this Japanese family that uh, was standing behind the, these other two guys in the line. Well, these two guys were brand new cops from up north, northern California. And they were there with their girl, with a couple girls they're dating. I don't know if they're with girlfriends or just girls they happen to pick up down here. But they're here with girls and they're dating. Well, of course, the Japanese family, their typical uh, background, they're going right up against people. And the guy kept pushing them back. I, they didn't know what was going on. The guy, you know, told them, you know, back off and everything. Of course, they don't under- didn't understand what he was talking about they're just going through their usual routine and finally these guys just to be impressive they ended up taking the dad right in the middle of the queue took the dad down to the ground and pinned him down well the call went out that you had a physical fight going on in here and when security all arrived these guys are well, we're, we're police we're doing we, you know we know what we're doing we're putting this guy under arrest blah 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 so, end up taking everybody into the office, and these guys were just impressing the girls, showing that they're cops, that they can do this type of thing. And it ended up, uh, again, a couple guys on probation, so they didn't stay too long. Uh, the family... How do you manage to find all the new cops? Those are the ones. Those are the ones that do these stupid things. When you're an old cop, you tend... You know, there's very few bold old cops. Yeah, so, they're dead. I I haven't um, you know in all the times I I don't think the only cops I ever ran into were the ones that were arresting people for me or checking in their weapons because they knew they weren't supposed to carry them in the park. I gotta say I've never really ran into just that. lucky. Yeah. Now so, you 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 say they were trying to yeah, just lucky. Yeah. Now so, you 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 say you impressed? Did they say that or is that your impression? Is that what you inferred from it or did that, they actually say that, we were trying what, to impress that, them? What, that was the inferred impression. But anyways, so... Maybe, maybe the guy felt him up and he didn't like it and he, you know, had well, his, gate, his gaydar know. was up and took the guy we, down. Uh, we, gave, we gave the family an awful lot and the city that these guys used to work for gave them some stuff too to say please we're sorry don't bought, don't sue us type now thing. it's been from probation to they were fired or do you know that for sure uh my understanding i don't know for sure but my understanding okay okay okay, okay. it's not let's not impugn someone without all the knowledge here but okay so you anyways they um they got a little uh tight and that tends yeah, to but happen that, but that's, you know? but that, that, that's just a cultural difference and, it, and it's just uh interesting watching everything 
watching the uh, all the different cultures come in and just kind of blend in all the different things. Yeah, sometimes you get uh, little things where they don't, the little idiosyncrasies go off from one another now and then. But it, you know, I, I would much rather have that than the people who forget to bathe before they come. <laughs> I mean, our, well, our they don't forget; people, they just choose not to. There's a difference. Our, our citizens <laughs> are probably much worse than most of the nationalities we see coming in. Yeah. But with you know, again, a broad generalization. Um, I'm going to go certain bearded, dark, dark skinned. Um, People from kind of really old world countries, sort of by Israel, uh, it's been known that they sometimes can flower up a room pretty well. Uh, I was going to say your your comment on the PWT, yeah, that's bothersome, and right along in the same line is the person that is extremely intolerant towards anybody well, else. Yeah. Well, all cultures have their quote unquote PWT, right? Right, um, Chris Rocks right. is a N-word. Uh, the white peoples are PWTs. Um, I'm sure you'll find in every culture they've got the the ones that they consider what like we consider well, I'm PWTs. T- I'm, t- I'm talking about the ones that you were talking about that don't watch that don't watch the kid. They're just out there. But <laughs> the ones that really bug bug me the most are the ones that their way is the only way. They have no tolerance towards anybody else on anything else. Kind of like our police friends that just can't deal with a person that just doesn't understand that crowds now, up you're, on you're, you know, I really I have a feeling you have an angst against uh, police officers. I feel like there's an authority problem kind of because he's got this chip on his shoulder about being a rent-a-cop. You know, it's... it's um, well, there's a you know, one. It's funny, stupid, you know. It's, it's funny. Do you, really, do you really want me to say the same thing that I said when I had some turkey... Uh, Civilian interviewing me. <laughs> I'll tell you that story later. So I don't know where that came. I came out of the left ass, but uh, <clears throat> left field. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, we got one more uh, thing here. Uh, what we... about you, Mike? I mean, you you've worked at the hotel and been in the park is there anything that you uh, or did we, did we cover all the racist activity? That uh, you, you know, I got nothing. You know, I, I I knew reading this that my experience dealing with guests was minimal, limited. Well, yeah, but you know, you do deal with guests in a different capacity while you're a you know, quote unquote civilian in the park, and I probably have pretty much encountered everything we have. Also, uh, you know, I just you know the whole PWT conversation reminds me of of so many <laughs> bad events or just you know. Standing yeah, in line know, and going, oh goodness! Uh, a real, a real good example of this is going go to a computer fair when they hold them in real small rooms. <laughs> you know that place we used to bowl. Yeah, yeah, Sierra, yeah. Sierra Club. They yeah. used to have the computer That's fairs. Sierra Club. What was it called? Sequoia. Sequoia. Thank you. Sequoia I was close. Sequoia, you know, yeah. From what freaking Jeez, we don't. Anyways. We are not tree huggers here. This place would get busy enough that they would hold people outside until a certain amount of people left to let people in. So, you know, you go buy your computer parts and all this. <clears throat> they did not require you to bathe to go in. They did not um, check your girth uh, before you went in. <laughs> check your girth. <laughs> they they had uh, booths just stuffed in there. So your average aisle might have been 48 to 60 inches, you know, probably just big enough to turn a wheelchair around. 
Well, some of these large folks, you couldn't hardly get around them. And a lot of people don't bathe in the computer industry. I don't know what it is about geeks, you know. I mean, the computer geeks are probably the worst. That was a smelly place. And I'm thinking, God, you know, bathe, you assholes. I mean, you're, you're coming to a public event like this. It was sometimes the nastiest room to be in. Uh, it's disgusting sometimes. Luckily... I don't do those things anymore. <laughs> you, you, talk, you talk about the hotel. One of my fun ones was we got a call that people had clothes hanging on the outside railing of one of the towers. <laughs> so, and they weren't answering the telephone. So we go up there to ask them, you know, please remove the clothing from the uh, railing. It's just, we don't do that. They open up the door. You can't hear the telephone because as we were walking up, we can hear just screaming, yelling, blah, blah, blah. The kids are all just running around, screaming at the top of the lungs in the ho- in the room. Running amok? Running amok in the room. And as they open amok, up the door, amok, amok, amok. and I can see inside the door, they have clothes hanging on the lamps. They have clothes hanging <laughs> on the mirror. They, have, they had strung up a line between the bedpost on the far bed and the... Uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. The little nice. rail. The cement pond. They go out back and wash their clothes yeah. in the cement the pond. What, the what, what's the guy that does, uh, you know, you're a redneck yeah. if? Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. That, that, yeah. You ever heard his story of going to Hawaii with his family? That is exactly what this <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> story of Hawaii. Yeah, get all their like, Christmas gifts, gifts off the uh, cart that was <laughs> the maid's cart. Uh, all kinds uh, of funny but, stuff. No, but you're talking about the, you know, the unwashed people and... Uh, you know the tight staircase in uh, Big Thunder? Yes. <laughs> so that's, you st- part, that's one reason I don't wear my kilt to the park, because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Well, you know, you know, when you start talking about unwashed people, I just have a, a experience of climbing that staircase with someone in front of me that is like, oh, I can't get out of this tight space quick enough. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, you know... Rush took a lot of heat once for saying there are just some people who shouldn't wear shorts. Yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> um, those tight biker shorts, you know, like you, you, the marathon bike shorts, you know. I, I don't know. You know, you should know when it's decent and not decent to wear certain things in public. I, You should know your own well, limits. You know? Yeah. Not wear spandex <sighs> at Disney Yes. Ugh. Ah. Okay. Well, you know, certain people should. As so, much as they can, I, and there I, are some I will, just should not. I will say there are those that can, but I'm just saying for the sake of all, just flat no, because you, those that can don't need to, and those that shouldn't, please don't. So, well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. What's the last one? Ah, uh, okay. The last one is. See, this one might actually be its own show, especially considering we're running up on one hour forty-two here. Um, I'll read it and we can decide. With all the money getting pumped into DCA and Disneyland, is this merely a correction for years of neglect? It is funny to hear the other podcasts complain that all the money is going to Disneyland now and that nothing is going on with the world. But it did, does not matter what, uh, that it has been the other way for a long period of time. Well, I kind of agree and disagree with that statement. I think, um, you know, yeah, Dis- Disneyland got neglected. Yeah, sort of neglected for a long time, but we know it had a big kind of paint job and a little bit of a makeover and some attractions got some some updates uh, right before the 50th. But, you know, we for a long time said our mansion was superior because we continued to 
provide upgrades and improvements to it. Um, so on small sections, I think we did fine. On the larger picture, you know, we'd cut back on some of the maintenance, so paint wasn't always looking that great. I was walking in from the 15-minute zone the other day. I had to park over in uh, uh, the Grand Hotel, uh, the Memorial Grand Hotel parking lot. And the Pumbaa lot. Pumbaa, thank you. I was walking by the tram drop-off, and I wondered, what would Walt think about this area? Not that What would it, Walt do? No, not what Walt do. What would Walt think about, not the way... The buses and trams are going in and out, but at the total lack of maintenance on the walking surface. I mean, when I first started, they were still using the high steam pressure washers at night. I don't know if they still do that, but, you know, for the most part, you didn't see a lot of gum. You didn't see a lot of oil stains. Uh, It just was a clean looking place. You walk down that corridor uh, where all the, the trams for the the hotels are dropping off in the Tim or the Pumbaa lot or the Tim uh, Timon lot, whatever that is. It's disgusting. It's, it's doesn't look that great. Uh, it looks like old Harbor Boulevard. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. So I, I, I was thinking about that the other day thinking this, this isn't maintained so well. Um, but you know, Disney world requires, um, by its mere size, probably more to keep people coming back because they also rely more on tourists than we do. Not to say that we shouldn't get our own improvements. And I think for a long time, yeah, Disney World was the focus. You know, when in Eisner years, they built up the resorts, uh, the hotels. They built up parks to give people more day. You know, they, they wanted to keep people yeah, longer yeah. there. I understand all that. Um, but we've talked about the Magic Kingdom being a total oversight where um, from the point, the first point, I I was going to the 80s. I went there in 81 or 82, and Big Thunder had, I think, just opened before that. Since then, they've added Splash. They've jacked up the Tiki Room. They've taken out the Swan Boats. They've put MILF in. They've, you know, taken out... uh, uh, the Rocket to the Moon put in Alien Encounters and then Stitch. You know, they put in... Uh, got rid of the subs. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't so forget the... Got rid of the subs with really no replacement as far as I'm concerned. Got rid of the Skyway. They got rid of the Skyway. They they got rid of um, If You Had Wings and all those generations of that, but replaced it with a Buzz Ride. So in general, that park has not seen the kind of expansion Disneyland has, you know, park to park. These are the two that you can actually really compare. It has not had, I don't think, as much attention as Disneyland has because they've put the attention more towards expanding other full parks. Whether or not they're full day parks is another argument. Um, Epcot's got a little bit of attention, not as much as we all expected. We expected more uh, lands and um, the World Showcase, which really hasn't evolved. Uh, we've had some upgrades to some attractions, some close, some you know reopen. But I, I I don't know that you could really argue right now that Disney World isn't getting their due. I mean they've they've recently got uh, the monster well, not Monsters Inc. the Toy Story attraction. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to get a Star Tours 2.0 or whatever they're going to call that. Uh, they've got another new show, I think, over in the um, Disney Hollywood studio. 
there are things happening, but their their explosion of expansion has slowed down. And I think people got used to that. Like I heard, I think his name's Luke. He he runs a blog. I think he's from originally from England. Now lives in L.A. He's a kid. He's in high school. Runs this blog like he's an expert. And it was, you know, talking about the draconian cuts and all this entertainment cutbacks and blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Like, this is like returning to the way we operate in the 70s and 80s. When it's the slow season, you don't run Fantasmic every night. You don't run the fireworks That's every right. night. You, you don't close, even you run. You close early. <laughs> you close early. You don't run full parades in the middle of the week. You you literally might get what they, what did we call them, Richard? Character parades? Where you got like one, like. Visit, the cavalcade. Yeah. You've got a cavalcade. You've got a Main Street vehicle with a few characters on it, maybe two Main Street vehicles if you were lucky. And that was about it <laughs> midweek. That was it, yeah. You know, Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday is when you got a full parade, maybe not even Friday. Um, fireworks really during the summer season only in, and at Christmas, uh, sometimes in Easter, you know, for a weekend. But you didn't get them, you know, during the week. Um, and, yeah, you, the park closed early. Not everything was open. That's just... That's just what they did in the winter hours. So now that we've gone back to similar ideas, people are like, oh, my God. Well, these kids have never experienced those true, kind of true, winter uh, hours. Normal, yeah. They, yeah, they've only experienced these, these long hours, these you know, every day full of entertainment. They don't know what it's like to have an off-season schedule. Quite frankly, I mean, I think I don't, don't I don't know any other way to put it. It's just in their lifetime, they've never experienced what we have over, our, you know, way too many years of going to the park. Now, is that to say this way is better and their way, you know, the way we've been experiencing this is bad? No. Mm-hmm. But in this time of um, economic challenges, it's not necessarily bad to go back to those ways. But people's expectations have been set fairly high that I think they don't know how to react to that. I think I think you also scratched a little bit across. Uh, Excuse me? I don't... Yes, you scratched Up and down, not across. That, uh, you know, there are still things going on over in Florida. There's still things that are being added on. There's still things that are being updated. Well, but, name, name one. I, I You know, if you're saying that, I want you to... Back no, it up. You, I gave you, you some examples. What What are your examples of what's going on out there, Mister Greg? You just gave the examples. I'm okay. Right. So you're, you. Okay. Well, just make sure you're, you're clear Greg, on it. Greg, Greg, Greg. Yes, listen. Richard, Richard, Richard. Listen. Don't talk for a few moments. Listen. <laughs> okay. Well, I, let me back up now. <laughs> just totally threw me all off. You little now. Shoot, now I have to listen to the whole thing all over. What I was going to say now is. I think what you're saying also is, um, you kind of touched upon it, is that things are happening in Florida. There are still yeah, things. There was that are this going- ice cream cart. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we can, fi- we can finish now. Matt, we, could, we could sign off now. We got Richard to. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know, with Star, Star Tours 2.0, all the stuff that you just mentioned, it's just that with world being as expansive as it is, it might kind of just say, well, that's just these minor little things. It's not like big things. Disneyland on the meantime, yeah, we're getting a few things, but Disneyland's being a little bit more of a compact resort. It's showing a lot more because it just, the the size comparison 
takes it just takes up a lot more for Disneyland. I don't I don't know if it's really so much that Florida's being forgotten. There's still things going on over there, but you know these are things that just needed to be done at Disneyland. And I wouldn't say it's from years of neglect. I I think what the point of this question was is the expansion into the Cars Land and the new show going on over at uh, the Bay Area. I don't think it's from neglect. I just think it was new ideas that they said, hey, it's time that we need to make this adjustment here. We're coming up on 10 years of California Adventure. It needs something more to add to it, some more oomph. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're, they're tired of hearing about what a crappy park it is. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think people have, and I've made this comparison many times, I think Disney Hollywood Studios and uh, Disney's California Adventure are very similar in a lot of ways. They don't have a lot to do. And uh, the Hollywood Studios did not have a lot to do when it first opened. Primarily shows. They have added some great e-ticket attractions. But, again, the layout of the park is odd, which I think DCA's got kind of an oddness to it. I, I like the, it does. The, the hub and spoke design, which uh, is not a Disney original, but it's a great planning tool. Um, I, I really don't find that much difference between the two parks. Theming is average at best at both. They, they both have their areas where theming is strong, and they both have a lot of area where theming is weak. And if you look at the map, you can almost reverse the layout and find similar uh, shapes in the planning of the park just in reverse. Not exactly, but similar. And I think it's just about time that, uh, like Disney Hollywood Studios, adding Rock and Roller Coaster, um, Tower of Terror, you know, DCA's going different directions. They've added Tower Terror. Now they're going to get a new land. Um, we're, we're going to do expansion like Disney World has done to improve some of their parks. So, you know, I, I again, you know, in the podcasting world, we're a minority where we speak a lot about Disneyland. Most of the podcasts are dedicated almost exclusively to Disney, Disney World. world. They, they have yeah. little experience at best of Disneyland. Uh, I recently got to do a show with the Character Breakfast crew, and they were telling me that they've got a lot of feedback that they like the comparison to Disneyland versus Disney World because they really don't have anybody there that's got any knowledge on Disneyland. So they, sometimes they'll they're not sure how to compare, you know, or what to say uh, our resort offers, if anything. I mean, because you know, you still have that crowd that really doesn't think we have anything to offer out here. No, we don't. So, well, you know, in some ways that's great. Yeah, just don't come here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What are those old bumper stickers for California? Oh, no, the beach. Welcome to California. Beach hours for non-locals, 2 a.m. to 3 (laughs) a.m. No, I I was thinking the other one. It's like, uh, welcome to California. Now go go home. home, But leave your daughters, yeah. Uh, So I I don't think, uh, you know, Disney World's necessarily – getting neglected. Now, I wonder if they will upgrade uh, their Fantasmic, for example. Our Fantasmic's got some upgrades from the technology to the wonderful, from the wonderful world of color. Uh, will Florida do that? I don't know. See, they've cut back the amount of shows they're doing right now uh, in their winter hours. I'm not sure what they're going to do during the summer, but uh, during the winter, they did cut back some of their show times. And again, people are like, oh my god, uh, now when I go to Florida, I've got to I gotta totally rearrange my planning because I can oh. I can only see Phantasmic one night. I'm like, well, you know, if, that, if you're, if I, you're, I, I might yeah. skip at this trip. It's not that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. I'll say you yeah. shouldn't be scheduling your. 
Well, some okay, some people, you know, our DFs, our level fives, as Character Breakfast would put it, that's their their kind of DF level. Level uh, fives, nice. <laughs> they um, <laughs> those people have to see Illuminations every trip. They have to see Phantasmic every trip. There are certain things they just have to do every time. I see. I'm well, okay if I if I saw Illuminations as I was walking around to get a beer or go to American Adventure. That's good enough for me. I don't have to plant my ass down to see the whole show. I love the music, but there are some boring parts of that show. If they could cut like 10 minutes out of that show, tighten it up, yeah. get some, some bigger aerial uh, uh, fireworks in the middle of it, you know, get the ball out there quicker, put it on a turbo instead of snail mode. Uh, there's a lot of things that could help that show. In fact, I, we were talking, in fact, I mentioned this to the character breakfast people because, again, not really old enough to experience some of the old stuff, but. Uh, when Richard and I were out there, we saw that one where they had, um, were they parasails or they had some kind oh. of flying? Remember that? Yeah, skeletoscope, better known <laughs> as mistake on the lake. Yeah. Skeletoscope. They, they had different things. Now we've, Illuminations has been around since um, 1999, I think. It came in for the um, millennium. No, no, so no, no. Illuminations has been there longer than that. I think it yeah. came in at ninety-eight oh. or ninety-nine. Hmm. Uh, it, let it me let run. me see. I have look, look for sale. That's... I have for sale on the MiceCast website an Illuminations DVD that was filmed in January of nineteen ninety. Okay. So Illuminations yeah. been it's around this, this for a same while. show. No, the not same the same show. show. No, no. But it's still called Illuminations. Say, Illuminations okay. started started shortly after. Uh, uh, they the, changed the name of the music the trip, to when the last trip that you and I went out there about eighty six. Yeah, well, so well, well, let's okay. okay started a couple okay. years after that. Okay, so, so they okay. changed the name to Illuminations Reflection of Earth to prepare for the Millennium. Okay, so and the that's the show we are, see now. Okay, okay. So you you know, we've had but, fireworks for fifty years, but we've had more than one show. But they still call it Illuminations. But it got okay, tagged. Illuminations Tapestry or whatever you're calling it now. Refle- different show though. The show is. different. Oh yeah, much different. Oh yes. Okay. So the present show has been running for ten years. Correct. Illuminations with a different look is older, but the present okay, but, but at least you know the fireworks shows—they change the name of the show. Fantasy in the well, sky, we've, we've believe, really, had, what, wishes. You know, we've all, remember we've only had, what, three here. Magical. We've had four. Magical, yeah. That's we have okay. four. But over fifty years, fifty-five years. Um, Four is not very many. No. <laughs> uh, in fact, quite honestly, I think Fantasy in the Sky was good enough to go back to. Uh, I think they make far too much of a production out of the new shows. I, I, I don't know. My understanding is the new show looks just like oh, very similar to Fantasy in the Sky. Now, you know what's oh, funny is not. I don't know why Mel, the bleeping wife, she said she made some smart-ass comment about um, don't you wish you could do fireworks high in the sky I, I think she's assuming because of this I, I, she's probably only seen our remember show uh, which has some high stuff but it's not, not like not the old lot, fantasy yeah. in the sky that was just everything was way up there I think for some reason there's there's mi- this misunderstanding that we have some kind of limitations on how high we can shoot our fireworks here and quite frankly I think our fantasy in the sky was no less high that's the right way to phrase it than Disney World's present uh, wishes show. Uh, now, you know, is it exactly as high? But I don't know. You had to crane your neck to see the old show. Uh, so I, Also, now, you could see it from anywhere in the park, right? 
Yes, you could. Lay down <laughs> lay down on your back. And and it didn't really matter where you were. You basically saw the same show. Not true today of, of uh, the current show that just ended. Uh, now, Richard may have some the knowledge. The current show that, that ended at Disneyland? Yes. I could still go across the street to the park, and I could still watch the show you could, at Disneyland. You could not get the same experience sit- you could get in the park. Granted. I will say yes. You're absolutely right because there's a lot of low stuff that the right to experience the show to, the way it was designed. But I can still to be see in, the fire, the the high. You stuff can see you can see portions the of the show. Yeah, like I, I was I, saying, I, to I, see I, the show as it was designed, Fantasyland and, or Fantasy in the Sky was designed to be seen from anywhere in the park, or quite frankly, outside the park. No different experience other than you wouldn't hear the music. I, I, I'm just going by your height restriction comment. Yeah, I don't know. Now, what I was going to go on to real quickly, I got an email, and I didn't really know how to respond. If you don't know, I know you'll make up something for it. Uh, Are we using now a new, say, mixed blend of fireworks that is low smoke, low residue, something like that? And the question that was asked was, has the show suffered any from this new type of firework? Are they less dynamic? Are they less... Explosive? Has it changed the show at all? As a matter of fact, I do know quite a bit about this because I happen to be help with some of the filming when we were doing the testing of, of the original stuff and the current stuff that's being used. We are using low smoke fireworks, low smoke, low smoke pyrotechnics. Um, the biggest part of where the smoke comes from is the initial uh, launching blast with the border, and that's where the air launch system came into being. And uh, when we launch the pyros, the shells up into the sky, there is no smoke whatsoever because they're not being launched with with any black powder. They're being launched out with air pressure. Uh, it, I've talked to a couple of the pyrotechs. A couple. Of, I've talked with uh, Mickey, who was the design. You know, Mickey, I, I'm trying to remember what his last name. Is. <laughs> no, not that Mickey. Mickey, who's, oh, who's, who's been the pyro designer. Well, that, that mouse one. gets around, doesn't he? He's a busy guy over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I um, remember Mickey. So these, your quite your answer, these, your simple answer, because we're we're at almost two hours or over two hours. Uh, your simple answer is, answer is it's not really actually, affected the show. It has affected the show immensely, as in bettering the show okay it has not the okay thank you it, it has, has not the, better attracted from the show or diminished the quality of the show at all no good in okay. fact you know those designs that they have the sky like the, it started yes. with the little smiley face now they can actually do mouse mickey mouse heads and things like that yes. uh that is a result strictly because of the new shells that they're using the old shells couldn't do that the, the new technology allows them to do that has nothing to do with the air launch. It's just the way the shells it are has, designed. It has to do with the air launch. Because how, now, how? Okay. Now, you know what? I don't want to get into it. I. It sounds like a a dumb answer, but I'm not. I'm not going to argue Good. because it's just make the show go on. Good. Um, <coughs> I'm very proud of you, Greg. Thanks. I. It, I just don't want to beat that bush right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't think Disney. Um, I, I think Disney D, DCA is getting that upgrade that I think we were all waiting for and knew would happen eventually. Well, you know, some, if, some people say that it sh- that's the way it should have been built to begin with. Well, even if the park, what out of you mean out of phase with the time they say they're really doing, or just okay? No, me. no, no, no. That the that it had the had the original construction of DCA occurred 
the way most people expect it would have looked like the way well, it's going to end up now. If the original plans would have been done, we'd be having Westcott, not even DCA. That's uh, true. I know what you mean. The, the earlier designs for the entry were more of an old Spanish, um, early California style. But I think we all expected, <laughs> like we do with Hong Kong, um, you can't <coughs> blow your whole wad. There's got to be some phasing in. Um, you know, we we added the little kids area, which I think is lame, but um, it's not really family friendly when you all can't ride all the attractions together. But then again, you take I rode the a, attractions with my kids. That's good for you. Um, but then again, all the kids can't ride e-tickets either, which kind of goes against Walt's thing. But, you know, we won't go down that line. We've added Tower of Terror. We, we've had some additions. We've had some things go away. But I, everybody was really looking for uh, the larger expansion to happen eventually, uh, like Disneyland's had. I mean, Disneyland's added lands. Um, they've expanded beyond the berm on more than one occasion. So this is, in my mind, just was a matter of time. You know, and um, I think it's in its cycle. You know, Disney World had their expansions. Disneyland's going to get some of theirs. Uh, everybody gets small upgrades here and there in attractions and shows and, and whatnot. So uh, I don't think anybody should be upset they're not getting anything. Though I know a lot of Disneyland people felt for a long time. Actually, this is probably the second time in the Disney Park histories um, that Disneyland probably felt they were getting the shaft. I've read an article with Ron Dominguez saying they were real happy when they got Thunder Mountain because while the uh, Florida was being built, there was no money going into Disneyland. They they couldn't get a new attraction. They couldn't get a lot of upgrades. <coughs> well, that, so that. and and, the, and during the major expansion under Eisner years, the money was made <coughs> mainly going to Florida. Not to say Disneyland was wholly ignored because it was not, but there was definitely definitely a feeling and an impression that most of the attention was going out east. Yeah, there, there, there was the uh, thing during the 80s. You had Epcot being built, then later on when uh, Eisner and Wells came in, uh, you had the studios, uh, you had the uh, water parks, you had the hotel expansion, all that was going on over at Florida. By 90, the, there's the whole big press conference that we were getting ready to have Indiana Jones and opening up Indiana Jones at Disneyland. This was going to be the Disneyland decade. That's how everybody kept. I remember the Disney to, decade, yeah. The Disney because we were going to start. Okay, Walt Disney World had their whole expansion during the 80s. We're going to go back to Disneyland and start doing a lot of things. Indiana Jones opened up. And poof, we went right back to Florida and started with the Animal Kingdom. And we were doing some additional, uh, the uh, uh, Pop Century and some of those hotels. You know, Suddenly, you know, the, f- the concentration went back into Florida. And yeah, a lot of people at Disneyland felt a little slighted that, okay, granted, it was a major attraction. But we got one attraction and all of a sudden, all the attention went back to Florida again. You know, that's kind of the weird dichotomy of it all. Um, you got to know where your bread is buttered. And a large part of the park's division income is in Florida. and But then you have that double-edged sword. You want people to keep coming back. So you build them a new resort to try out or a new DVC. What's the latest trick? What new attraction? But as soon as you take something out, those people that you keep wanting to come back are now bitching that you took something out. Though you're yeah. trying to make it an improvement. Keep it, keep it uh, fresh. fresh. Now, you know... W- 
Walt didn't score 100% on everything he put in. That, you know, we have this nostalgic idea that Walt never failed in the parks. But, you know, we should do a park in all of uh, the attractions that were disasters in Walt's time. Because every time we have a great movie ride, which deserves its, you know, prominence as probably one of the worst dark rides ever created in a Disney park. If you go outside Disney park, there's a lot the of great examples. Movie the, ride? Great, the great like movie that. ride? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, um, not the, the uh, limo. Superstar limo. Superstar, oh, Superstar okay. limo. Oh. I'm sorry. It was I, supposed I, to I be know. the great movie ride. That's where you got uh, that right. Uh, yeah. According to Richard, he's the only person I've known that said that. So I'm. I'm taking the grain of truth with that, that the Superstar Limo was supposed to be the great movie ride. I never said that. What did I say? Yeah, Yeah, you said it a long time ago. You got to remember, you got to start writing down what you say because I come back. Oh, look who's talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. No, what I said said about uh, Superstar Limo was that the original concept looked really fun when they were showing it off. It was an exaggerated look at Hollywood, but then they got, they did, it wasn't what they showed when they were showing the preview and what they ended up building was very different. And then suddenly it just become, came one gigantic ABC commercial. I think one of the big things was when they were first, uh, uh, giving us the rundown of what superstar limo was going to be, we didn't have ABC yet, so they had a, a, a much more toned down. But then when DCA opened up and we owned ABC, they took advantage of it. And as, like I said, as one of the uh, lawyers uh, up at the studio said, it was just one giant ABC commercial. Well, yeah, it was. But, you know, that's like the pinnacle of complaint for WDI and management of the time as being the poster child for bad decisions for attractions. Yet there are plenty to go back and look at in Walt's days, and maybe we we should do a show like that. So, we, you know, I, as long as they're trying something for improvement, I'm happy. As long as they recognize when something's you know a flop, that they can gracefully back out of it in some way, or you know, do something to acknowledge that. But Disney is not uh, not unlike our country in some ways, where we well until the present president uh, <laughs> likes to go around airing dirty laundry and admitting they did something wrong it's more like you know you smile and say everything's done well and you quietly get rid of it um brush it aside it never happened yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah though you you know you ride monsters inc right now and you're like oh these cars look familiar this track layout sure seems familiar yeah. <laughs> this queue sure seems familiar superstar uh, limo never heard of it yeah, it's a great dark ride. I think Monsters Inc. did they did a really good job with it. Uh, one of my favorite new dark rides. Um, but anyways, uh, oh, real quickly because this was asked, so it's per. Um, I think it's important to mention now. Do you know anything about a rehab on Peter Pan right at the moment that was supposed to improve some effects? Uh, I haven't heard anything. Well, it just came out of rehab a couple of days ago. And have you heard anything? Anything improved? <laughs> I haven't heard of any. Oh, oh, oh. They got brand new boats. Okay. They got brand new boats. Uh, One of the boats is the side opens up so that you can have a person slide from a wheelchair into it. Um, They're lighter weight boats. They're not the uh, uh, fiberglass or plastic over plywood that the 
original boats were. Oh, they, they're probably all molded this time, right? They, they, these are all molded boats, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. What what this this could be interesting. What some might see as new effects, those of us who saw it when it opened in '83 might say, "Well, it's about time they fixed that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, I yeah. I heard that they were taking a chance. They were taking the opportunity to reduce, re fix some of the older effects that kind of went by the wayside on there. But I do know they have new boats on it and uh, just freshening up the paint. But other than that, I haven't heard of any major changes that went on with the attraction. Yeah, I'd like to see that with Toad. Toad had some really good effects um, that have just kind of died in the facade and in the attraction that they've just kind of let go to the yeah. go to the wayside. Uh, and you're right. Some people that'd be interesting. I need to go ride that because I bet you it's it's things like that where they've just they have fixed things. Um, or who knows? Maybe they've you know improved on some something to do with clouds and stars. I heard maybe they're they've got some you know new fiber optics or some way to make clouds. My fiber more. optics might be using LEDs because I know the original stars that we saw from the uh, re- well, when did we redo that eighty seven ninety somewhere right there. They I think those were those little pin lights that were similar. Uh, that were the high intensity. They might have just switched those over to LEDs or something like that. Yeah, they might have figured a better way than plastic bags for the uh, clouds. Plastic bags. You know? <laughs> Cellophane. I like the plastic bags. You know, they, they uh, you know, low tech, um, high value. Sometimes some of the most effective, uh, some of the most effective tricks are still smoke and mirrors. Well, yeah, all you got to do is go to the, the mansion, and uh, I think most people would still be amazed at how simple and ancient that technology is and it's still very effective today because hundreds of years yeah all right well okay, is there anything gosh. else all right so do we have uh, announcements or any kind of thing we need to plug or we, we still have ideas in development before we get to that well huh? we have ideas in develop and development for something special coming from MiceCast. um opportunities to mingle with your your beloved hosts oh, yeah um all kinds of um, stuff we're working up to generate some some buzz about my some interest. Um, so stick around. We're we th- yeah, we're yeah. thinking about some video projects to get into. Um, some some other offline um, you know ability to like I say uh, rub elbows with uh, your favorite hosts out there in the Disney podcast world. Okay. So other but, than that, I I got uh, nothing. Other than I'm still unemployed. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Still though. looking, yeah. Oh, it's a it's a really it's a really bad market for my end of the world. So okay, well, with that uplifting that, news, <laughs> happy note. Uh, I, I'm still currently employed. Uh, At least I are, am as of this broadcast. <laughs> when this broadcast gets released, we never know. You know, it's funny. Is I, I went to the Disneyland website because I've been to the careers website and I've applied for many of their uh, career jobs with the studios and WDI and all that. And still in the waiting mode. But I went to the Disneyland's website for their hourly jobs. Well, okay. So I, I, I see where all the places are starting. Believe it or not, one of the highest paid uh, starting positions is the people who take pictures for PhotoPass, which I found odd. They, they start higher than attractions. And, and, and one of one of our buds is uh, one of our friends from. See, is he still there? Yeah. Um, but I would need about three point five of that to actually maybe break even. So I could take a job, but I'd probably 
make no more than I am on unemployment. So, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's like that joke on the original fun with Dick and Jane with George Siegel and uh, Hanoi. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about the sequel, not the original, about yeah. <laughs> a way to make a living. Like, mm, no, no, well, yes. <laughs> the, the, the comment George Siegel and Jane Fonda are talking where he's a aerospace executive that gets fired and he goes, well, what if I just go get a job job? And she goes, we can't afford that. You'd be making more off the unemployment than you would. That would just louse up the unemployment and everything well, else. I got bent over by unemployment too because I'm I have the teaching gig, yeah. which was you know supplemental at best. It's it's like eight hundred bucks a month. They they deducted money from my my unemployment check because of that. I'm like I I, mean, I told the guy in my interview that that was supplemental. I said I was making X. And you're going to take money away from me for that? That was like, you know, I needed that, that with my, my other car money. It wasn't even that. That I needed that in combination with my my regular had, job, yeah, regular job, which had been cut by twenty percent already. Um, it just, it just, uh, and the guy's like, no, yeah, we're going to cut it. And I'm like, you know, and there's no no reason to argue with the guys because he's just you a can't dumb, argue with them dumb hack, anyways. It doesn't have any ability to do anything. It's, um, it's like the, it's like the guy in the movie. Fun yeah, with Nick Jane. They don't care. They don't have to. It's horrible. So, anyways, um, hopefully. Real quick, my, uh, did you yes. get my email that I sent you on your uh, education site? On my education. On your on your uh, email address with your uh, school job. I, there's a there's an email address I don't check a lot. You, you never check your email. Is, I it, swear. is it the one about helicopters? No. Okay. You know, of, of the one email I that, that I that I even told my students, I rarely check because the way the system's set up, I can't just put it into my mail system. I've literally got to uh-huh. log in through the school system to check it. It's a pain in the butt that I don't go there very often, uh, uh-huh. but I will go check it. And I don't know no, why I, I you just... think of all the emails I have, MiceCast, Wedway, Imaginary My Way, the, just, one with, came, the one I, with my name on it and my political gesture, across. you chose the school one. I, I just came across it when I was goofing off on some stuff. Oh, go, oh look at this. So just made some comments there. Anyways. Okay. Well, you know, I know you haven't checked the ones I sent you for areas that you've been wanting to get into. Well, I'm looking at them right now. So yeah, Two weeks late. Now that the job are probably filled already. Get off the air so I can go back and do this without. All right. Well, I'm ready to say uh, okay. good night. Finally. Goodness gracious. I've been ready for a long time. No, you haven't. Not that long. You're the one that introduces the show. You're the one that's supposed to, to okay. do the ex here. Then let's. Yeah, what did you, you say about what? How did you like what I found out on the helicopters? I'm like, it was okay, old. Um, off air. Old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So say good night. Good night. Next show. <laughs>